What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. The Buck and I will be taking you all the way until 10 o'clock. We've got plenty to get into. Areas of improvement for the Texas Longhorns, plus our biggest overreactions from week one of the NFL season. Where do the Jets go from here now that we officially know Aaron Rodgers is done for the 2023 season and some Major League Baseball talk as well as the Astros drop a series to the A's while the Rangers have maybe figured something out. We'll talk about all of it and have plenty of fun with you people on a Wednesday morning. Good morning, Buck. Good morning, BK. How are you this morning, my friend? I'm fantastic, my friend. How about you? I am doing marvelous as the rain has subsided here in the little hamlet of Dripping Springs, Texas. How did it, how did it feel, BK, to get a little, a little bit of that wetness this morning? I was asleep. I didn't even realize it rained. You told me to look outside, and I'm like, at what? I know what outside looks like. <laughs> And sure enough, there's puddles of water on the ground. It rained at some point overnight. How glorious a day. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated, and we appreciate you, your families, and everybody surrounding you for keeping us safe. And you be careful out there, please. Yes, Yes, the rain, the rain has uh, it's come and gone. I heard it probably around 3.30, 4 o'clock this morning, but it now has – the deluge has subsided. So get used to it. If I tell you it's going to – if I tell you it's Easter, then dye your eggs. I don't care if it's June. I don't care if – if I say it's Easter, what you folks need to understand is you should start dying eggs then, okay? Hold That's on. That's all you need to know. Are you allowed to take credit for this rainfall? I mean, I have a 24-hour – circumference of when I make that prediction. I said Thursday it would rain. Did I not? Yeah. I'm in the 24 hour, I'm in the 24 hour hit zone. So it rained last night. I saw it starting to cloud up. Hey, it still may rain on Thursday, which hmm. gives me another 24 hours. But just be thankful. See, the people in Oak Hill, not excluding you, are starting to be believers after what just happened this morning. And those around me, Next, Doc Trey will call up and tell me how the, he had rain out in that Leander area of his, but maybe not. Not a lot of believers in the buck out in that area right now. I'm still not sure I'm a believer. I'm convinced that you paid somebody to spray water down on my apartment parking lot so it looked like it rained because I didn't hear any rain, and it ain't raining right now. So I'm convinced that, uh, I don't know, someone brought an inflatable pool out here and just spilled <laughs> it or something like that. Yeah, ask your oak trees there in Oak Hill how that feel. How does that taste? A little bit of that 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 rain will help go a long way with some of some of our oaks that are even starting to struggle right now. So I'm excited. I've got it in my gardens. I've got it out on my lawn. You know, even my dogs are out there getting wet, and they needed it because they're filthy animals. So it's a good thing. I am happy for it. There you go. Yeah, we're all happy for it. And uh, I don't know who we need to thank, but uh, thank First of all, I'm the second person that should be thanked. Who's first? God? Yes, of course. Okay. Of course, there's always – I'm always number two, okay? Everybody mm. – no, no, not a deuce. I'm not a deuce. I'm not that kind of number two. I'm always number two. There's number one and then the buck. That's what people have to understand when it comes to weather. 
I'm second in charge, okay? Ah, okay. So all of those billboards I've seen that say I am second, it's actually talking about you. You're the one who's second. Yes, yes. number two. And maybe I shouldn't say number two. Number two just doesn't come off right. I don't want to say I'm number two. I'm second. Yes. We we don't need your number twos everywhere. (laughs) We don't need those falling from the sky, please. Wow. And yes, rain, a beautiful sight. Hopefully we get some more of it over the next couple of days. Don't be greedy. Listen, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. It's rained once in the last like three months. I can ask for twice in the last three months. Can I? I gave it to you a couple Tuesdays ago. Let's not forget that one. This is not like my first rodeo. I hope people understand. This is the second time I've called for rain and it's appeared. So no, It's like the 14th time you've called for rain and it's the second time it actually <laughs> has rained. Uh, you, you're not hitting at a 100% clip here, all right? Yeah, where's this Doc Trey? He doesn't show up this morning. He, you know why? He's in hiding right now because he's a non-believer. You know why he's not showing up? Why is that? Because his internet is out. Oh, come on. What is he What is he riding with? Spectrum? Rectum, as I like to call it. Uh, well, I've got that. I've been very fortunate that Spectrum has worked for me in Dripping Springs. Now, my wife got a new phone, so... I could be under some stress this morning because she's been stressed out all day with a different phone. She's gone from Andrada, Andrada-ness to whatever one I have is. What's that thing called that I have? What? iPhone. What the hell? Androgynous? Yeah, whatever it is to, yeah, now she's got the iPhone. Oh, Android? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she switched from Android to iPhone. Yes. Oh, good call on her part. What took her so long? I don't know. She's loved that phone, man. She's everything works, and it's been so hectic without you know her trying to make the move right now. Oh, and, I, and it can't carry over to this brain. You know, this melon right here, it's got some screws, but they don't work that well. So I've got to be careful. Yeah, they're pretty loose. Wait, so this is the first time she's ever had an iPhone. So she just made the change. Yes. Oh, dude. And so Spectrum's involved. AT&T, they're out the window. I mean, there's some there's some different things going on with that, you know, getting contacts and pictures and things like that. You know, I could always reach in here and grab my my faithful, you know, I've I've got still got a Blackberry, a brand new Blackberry, ready to get back in business at any time. Yeah, I don't think you're ever gonna use that thing. Just never keep- Keep that for your grandkids and let them sell it off in like 50 years when it's a antique item somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Indeed. All right. Well, we've got a lot to get into. By the way, the first text this morning on our still unsponsored text line, 512-222-9328. Thank you, Uncle Bucky, for the rain. That's all I needed. That's Hey, I'm not looking for much. That right there is enough. That's already made my day. That That's one it. text. That one text has already made my day. I'm good to go. Uh, you other non-believers can go about your business, you know, the way you do your lives. But that text right there just made my day. Thank you. Who, who sent that, BK? I don't know, 512 number. Okay, thank you, 512. I appreciate that. As cars go by in the puddles, you can hear the puddles going by here now. It's great. Oh, man. All right, plenty of sports to get into. We'll talk some Texas Longhorn football, things that we need the Longhorns to improve on as the season progresses. Some Major League Baseball, some NFL. We open up with some Aaron Rodgers conversation, Buck, and I've got some Vegas odds on who the next Jets quarterback is going to be. 
So as of now, they're riding with Zach Wilson. He was obviously the backup going into the game on Monday night. He ended up playing and doing just enough to win yeah. that game on Monday. But as I said yesterday, he was the guy in the group project who didn't do anything and still got an A. Obviously, the Jets' defense and Garrett Wilson and the special teams, including the SFA kid, making the plays that uh, got the Jets that huge victory on Monday Night Football against Buffalo. But we've got some Vegas odds. If the Jets go a different direction, who will be the next quarterback the Jets sign or trade for? you got to guess on who the favorite might be. I think you said it yesterday. I think, can you coax Tom Brady, you know, away from, you know, his Brady products and, and, and the kids? Can you get him in a place like New York for one year? You know, with that defense, possibly get them to the Super Bowl. You know, he's got all kinds of weapons. You know, will he come out of retirement again for one year just to do this? This is just be doing a favor. This is just a favor for 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 their owner. Would he do that? I mean, I, I mean, I I can see it. I can see Tom Brady saying, "Listen, I'm just coming to the rescue. This isn't about me wanting to play. This is about me wanting to help the New York Jets. This is me about this is me about wanting to help the NFL." the National Football League. That's This would be his deal. Wouldn't be about Tom. This wouldn't be about all his uh, give me one more Super Bowl deal. I think this would be about him helping the league that's done an awful lot for him, and he's done a lot for the league. I can see that. But if he's truly no-go, I don't know. What do you do? Go to Matty, Matty Ice? Mm. I mean, I, I, Matt Ryan would be maybe the second second guy I would think. What's he doing? I mean, he's doing nothing. He's broadcasting. Bring him out of the booth. Hell. Come on out for an yeah. opportunity. Matty Ice would leave the broadcasting booth, and I'd say in, in, in a couple of days be ready to fling the ball around. He'd be okay. I don't even know if Matt Ryan has officially retired yet, right? I think there was this weird clause in his contract with the Colts that like allows him to still get paid if he doesn't officially retire. So I think he's still technically a free agent if he wants to be. Now that dude, that dude sucked last year, man. Like he he ain't anywhere close to the player he was when he was winning league MVP and having the Falcons competing for a Super Bowl. Like he's he's lost it, man. I don't know. Yeah, that I, guy is is even an upgrade over Zach Wilson, and that's saying something because Zach. Yeah, Wilson, but, or the yeah. little lollipop gill guy, Jack. I mean Zach Wilson. That little dude in the pocket playing against the Cowboys this week. They better move him around. They better go run and shoot because he can't stand in the pocket and throw the ball. He's not going to be able to throw the ball against the Cowboys. They're going to have to change their offense. I mean, they have that brilliant mind as the offensive coordinator, so they should be able to do that in a week. You know what I'm saying? They can't just drop back and pass. The Cowboys will crunch him up. I mean, between he and Kyler Murray, you know, the small men in the quarterback position, I just don't see it against the Cowboys. He can't be – there's not even three-step drop, one-step drop that can get the ball off with that dude. So they're going to have to, they're gonna have to go big. He can't be the one to lose it for, for the Jets. And I think a guy like Matt – Matty Ice can go in there just because he's tall enough to get the ball out and not get every pass batted down. They may have a chance with their defense. Man, you know Zach Wilson is six two. He's not get away from me. That guy's Kyler Murray. He's over six feet. That guy is a full five eleven and three quarters. Maybe that's all I'm giving him. That guy's not six foot two. He plays like he's four eleven and three quarters, but he's six two. Man, he's just not very good. What you call him, the boy with the lollipop? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> not olipop, lollipop, lollipop. Uh, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see them going anywhere with Zach Wilson. I, 
No. I mean, and, and in the conference they're in, in the AFC, you're not going to be able to turn the ball off to what you think is a great running game and survive. You're going to get outscored. Yeah. You're gonna, all you're doing is pr- praying that you can get two touchdowns and run the clock out with your run game and your defense. Not possible in their division. It's just not possible. Forget run and shoot. They got to go run and run if Zach Wilson is their quarterback. I mean, that guy can't throw. I almost think they'd be better off just putting Garrett Wilson back there and running a wildcat type of offense this season just to uh, avoid Zach Wilson turning the ball over. He had an awful interception on Monday yes, he night. Did. Right? All this talk all offseason long about how he's different and how Aaron Rodgers has changed Zach Wilson and Oh, you know, if his number is called upon, he's going to be ready this year. I mean, he looked like the exact same dude on Monday night, and that dude is a huge bust in the NFL. But Matt Ryan is on this Vegas list. So is Tom Brady. But those guys aren't the favorite to be the next New York Jets quarterback if they do. I, I can only say one other guy who who's the world traveler. Heineke. Where is he? At? Is he in Washington still? Taylor Heineke? Heineke, where is he? Where is that dude? There's a guy much traveled. He's in Atlanta. He is uh, the backup to Desmond Ritter. He's wanting out right now. He's probably saying, I'd love to go to the Jets right now. Well, if I'm Atlanta, I'm not trading that dude because I'm not sure Desmond Ritter is good enough to make it through the season. Yeah, Critter Ritters may not be the guy either, so. Critter Ritters. Yeah, yeah I don't look, he looked bad in week one. The Falcons got the win because Bijan played well and Tyler Algier played well. They were able to run it all over Carolina. Carolina obviously has some issues, but yeah, I don't know if Atlanta's willing to trade a quarterback after what they saw from their starting quarterback on Sunday. What about who else is in the list? Give me the list. Give me some of those these guys. So Taylor Heineke is on the list. He's towards the back end of the top ten. He's at 14 to 1. But the favorite to be. The next quarterback, the Jets sign or trade for Austin Zone, Nick Foles. Much traveled dude. Very well traveled dude. And then, uh, okay, you on this list? Not technically Austin Zone, but we like to claim him here in Austin as our own. Legendary lifetime Longhorn Colt McCoy. Why not? Why not? How about that guy with that team with that defense? Both of those guys are free agents, so you know the Jets wouldn't have to give anything up. Not that they'd have to give much up to go get a backup quarterback off of somebody else's roster anyways, but obviously Colt McCoy, a late cut by the Arizona Cardinals. Nick Foles, also a free agent right now. Those are your two favorites. What do you think? Well, I, I like it. I like the, the, that, the, the deal with Colt McCoy. I think that's fantastic with the kind of defense a veteran quarterback like that. Nick Foles has been in Super Bowls. I mean, he's – I mean, I know he's much traveled, but here's a guy that, that you know, they are going to lean on their run game. There's no doubt about that. But once again, you have to be able to, to you know, protect the quarterback, but the quarterback's got to be able to protect himself. And that's one thing I don't think Zach Wilson knows how to do. I don't think he knows how to protect himself, and that's scary for the, for the group that they're playing this week. Would, I, I think Zach is going to be their quarterback to start, period – over the next couple of days, whether they – and they're going to lose to the Cowboys. They're not going to win that football game. The Dallas Cowboys are going to smear those dudes. But they – but we're talking about a, a team that still has – you know, that, that still believes they can get to the playoffs because of their defense and because of their run game. They've got to get – this is truly a, a group that needs a, a quarterback that can manage a football game for them and not lose a football game. There are not many teams like that in the NFL that just need a game manager – 
this is a group that just needs a game manager that the quarterback doesn't lose the game for them. Yeah, I mean, they've got an elite defense, right? We saw that on Monday night. We also saw that last year. They were a top three defense in the NFL. Their run game is really good with Brees Hall back. That guy looked like he was perfectly fine. Uh, Dalvin Cook, they bring him in. That may be the best one-two running back punch in football. They've got tons of talent on the outside. It starts with Garrett Wilson, of course. Yeah, they don't need a lot at the quarterback spot. They just need a guy who doesn't turn the football over a whole bunch. And unfortunately, Zach Wilson – Turns the football over a whole lot. Yeah, and, and the thing about the NFL, you can't you can't win with just defense. And in, in the AFC, you know you can't win with just defense. And you know you can't just, you know, you know you just can't run the football and win. And and that somebody's going to outscore you. There's too many quarterbacks that throw the ball all around and they score too many points. You can't win just running the football. It's just it's it's not possible to do. And, and in modern football, you can't do that. The old days of running it, running the clock out, getting – no, you, you're going to have to throw the ball. You can't average 125 yards passing a game. You're not going to win those games in, in the AFC. That's just not going to happen. And they no. can't they, they can't do that. No. If they would have, they would have done it last year. Right. They, you know, they can run the ball. Yeah. We know that. And they can play defense. If they didn't win last year, all of a sudden they're not going to win this year because they – you know, because Brees Hall is looking good, feeling good, and they've got Dalvin Cook. If they didn't do it last year – they're not going to all of a sudden do it this year. Nobody's going to let them run the ball and win games. Now they were kind of in the mix for a while last year, but you know, in close games, they needed their quarterback to step right. up and make some plays. And their quarterbacks, they had a few. You know, Zach Wilson got hurt. They had Mike White for a little bit. They had somebody else for a little bit. I can't remember who was it. Flacco. I don't know who it was. Taylor Heineke. Did he? Was he there at any time? He's every. He's everywhere. They'd love to have Taylor Heineke. He'd be the well, best quarterback on that on that team right now. But here are the top six. There are some interesting names. Once again, Vegas odds for who the next quarterback the New York Jets will sign or trade for. I mentioned Nick Foles is the favorite at three to one. Colt McCoy right after him at four to one. Oh, what? No, please don't say Philip Rivers. Please don't tell me Philip Rivers is not leaving his fourteen kids to come play football anymore. He's Phillip, not allowed to play sports anymore. Philip Rivers would kill to leave his 14 kids to play football. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to deal with that playground at his house. My God. No. Wow. He's not on the list. It's even worse. The boy on the bicycle. Whoa, that's interesting. That's just another run game guy. No way. They got run game. They'll need another running. We don't need you don't need another runner. Come on, they got enough runners. They need somebody that can throw the ball. That dude can't throw. Voldemort. We know he can run, though. He's Voldemort, man. He's five to one. Wow. Or the candy man. I'd rather say that guy's name a few times than <laughs> don't, don't. Let's not do that. Let's not do <laughs> you, that here. Oh, you're worried about that, huh? I, I don't play games like that. What's the deal? You say it in the mirror five times fast. Oh, yeah. I don't do it. I don't play though. I don't play. <laughs> I don't do uh, that at all. No. no. Well, boy on the bicycles, five to one. Okay. Davis Mills, Texans backup quarterback, the guy who was the starter down there for the last couple of years. He's at seven to one. Get him, get him for what do you get him for? A draft choice? Yeah, day three draft pick. I think that's all that would cost. And then Carson Wentz. Oh, for sure. I'd take that chance right now. He'd be the first one I'd call probably. Oh, he stinks. Yes, I know, but he'd be, he'd be that guy's that guy's had so many bullets fired at him. I mean, at least he knows how to duck. 
Some of those dudes you're talking about won't even duck. They'll just get hit in the head. You know what I mean? When the, when, when the bullets start flying, they don't even duck in the hole. They just stand upright. You at know who should? Do, at least he would duck. You know who should call Carson Wentz? Who's that? The Buccaneers. So they can start to lose games. They can't be winning all of these games. They need to be losing games so they could draft a quarterback. And Carson Wentz is the best tanker of all They've time. Got a they have Baker, Baker, money maker. What do they the need a quarterback for? Baker's too good. They need a quarterback who's worse. No, no, no. They're playing to get to the playoffs this year in that weak division. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking to do. Carson Wentz is fifth, and I'll give you sixth just because there's a Texas tie-in. Cooper Rush, Cowboys back up, 10-1. to 1. No, because the, the Cowboys understand eventually Dak will suck at some time, and they're going to have to – or he's going to go down with something. His, his foot will turn around backwards, or he'll jam a thumb or something like that. Cooper Rush, they know they'll need him sometime this year. They're trying to go places this year in Dallas. So they need to have a backup because they know Dak won't last the entire season. Dude, none of the, these quarterbacks, it's hard to last an entire season. It's hard to last in college football. It's hard to last in the NFL. I mean, Aaron Rodgers the other day, what the hell did he do to do all of that? I mean, that's just an old body. That's what, an old, that's what happens to an old body. I got one of those. I understand. You know, you start getting transient global disorders and, and shit like that start happening to you. Your <laughs> old bodies just start deteriorating in different spots. The brain, the foot, the leg. Aaron Rodgers making a, a little twist of the – I mean, all of a sudden you see the ripples in his calf muscle. I'm like – what did you do to that? That just happened to you. It wasn't like you made some sudden move. I mean, hey, that, and that, that dude, injury happens, man. Not just the, way, the old guys. He's he's not done for just this year. He's done with football. Oh, you're putting in the call. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers is done. I mean, a guy that age having to come back from that type of injury and then to be effective again and to drop back in the pocket again, if that's what sent him out, believe me, him getting that thing repaired and laying back for a year, he's not coming back. He's he's not going to be the Aaron Rodgers we've ever seen again, period. He's done. He'll, he'll come to a point of this year in his rehab, you know, being an old dude and say, you know what, I'm not coming back. I'm going to go smoke mushrooms or do whatever I have to do. <laughs> That's it for him. For the, for the New York Jets, the J-E-T-E, Jets, 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 for that fan base, that dude is not coming back to you the following year. So you better start looking for another quarterback if it's not Zach Wilson. Because that old dude right there, that old body's starting to come apart. He's not coming back to play football again. I don't, I don't believe. That's my opinion on that. I'll bet you money. That but he comes back? He comes back, yeah. He'll go in another TP for a couple months, and then all of a sudden his body will heal up and he'll be ready to go? Yeah. I mean, look, guys recover from torn Achilles. It'll be a little tougher because he's going to be 40 when he comes back. But oh, 40-year-old quarterback dropping in the pocket with Micah Parsons chasing your ass all the time? No, dude. He's done. He doesn't want to go out like this? Come on. He's not going to have a choice. It's not Nobody wants to go out like that. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. You just have to go out. Mm, the, rehab, the rehab of that, uh, of, of that injury is – tough on a young man much less a guy who's always going to have to run for his life I mean I just don't I don't I don't see it I don't see Aaron Rodgers continuing to play the game of football I see him being 40 years old saying you know what I've had a really nice career I wanted to do this for the fans in New York I wanted to be a part of trying to win but I'm not coming back to do this anymore he doesn't have to he's still a hall of famer he's going 
You know how much you know, money he makes, though, if he comes back? You know how much money he's getting and he's not even going to play? <laughs> how about this? How about the money that dude's going to collect for not even stepping on the field and being chased by Micah Parsons and, and others? Yeah. He doesn't have to play. It's true. I don't know. I think he comes back. I don't think he wants to go out like this. You said it. Nobody wants to go out like this, no. but I think Rodgers is uh, is going to But you know what I like to go out as? What? Wearing this tra- Travis Matthew gear right here. What do you think of that? I'm the going walking, out that way. Walking I'm going billboard out. today. Isn't that nice? That is sweet. Star behind me, star on the top, star on the side. It's awesome. That group is fantastic. And I've got a bunch of gear from the folks at Travis Matthew, and they, they're going to gear us up. You know, you and I may be broadcasting in the stars on Saturday. How about that? I like that. I like this gear. I wish I could afford some of this gear when I go to Dick's Sporting Goods and seeing how much one of these Travis Matthew shirts cost. I wish I could sport that. I'm sporting, I don't know, Goodwill, old used <laughs> golfing shirts. I mean, come on, man. Well, this is this stuff is and you can tell the difference the way it feels on your body. There you go. My wife What's said, your- boy, you look good in that shirt. She said, I mean, my wife doesn't, you know, my wife's not going to throw out, you know, because I wear so many different kind of golfing shirts. She said, you look really nice in that shirt. And I said, you know what? This shirt feels, it feels different. Yeah, you're it getting does. some love it, it, from, the, from the commenters and on the text line, people complimenting your uh, get up today. Yeah, I mean, it feels different. You know, when you look good, you may, you sound good. Oh, yeah. all right, Dion. You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. That's you right. Play good, they pay good. They pay good. That's right. Those are the rules Absolutely. for Coach Prime. Yeah, you know, you could have a lot of money, but you told me that you were volunteering for Texas Sports Unfiltered and you wanted to work for free. So that's I ain't volunteering for shit anymore. <laughs> I do stuff for the kids, kids only. Come you on, I'm a kid. Yeah. You, I'm a kid. You know what? It's like driving a car. I don't swerve for dogs, squirrels. Animals, I only score for babies, and mark that down, babies and old ladies. If you're an old man and you jump out in front of me, I'm not swerving and hitting a pole. I'm going right through you like your old ass should have it done to you. That's just it. I have certain rules about swerving. I don't swerve. When was the last time you swerved for a squirrel? All you waited to hear was that ba-boom, ba-boom, and move right along. You don't swerve and hit a tree for a squirrel. I don't swerve and hit a tree for a squirrel, but I swerve to avoid the squirrel and then keep driving. No, I just move right along, right on through that squirrel. Oh, no, sorry, on. squirrel. You said babies and old ladies. Yes. What if it's like a six-year-old walking across the street? You're, what the hell is that six-year-old doing out there in the street? That's what know. I'm going to say. No. I, school zone. She loses mom and dad. She's wandering, trying to find her parents. So okay, she I will try. Street, and then, I will boom, try. You're just, you're running her over? I will try. I will try my best. Not a baby. I can tell a baby from a six-year-old. I'll be able to do that. Yeah, the six-year-old's walking. The baby's not. <laughs> it's, it's pretty the baby's easy in the tell. carriage. Yeah. No, the baby's going to be with the parents. The six-year-old's going to be on her own or his own. Yeah, I've seen people swerve for like animals and stuff. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Because it you can mess up your car, too. No, you could hit that tree. No, 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 no. I may have a passenger with me that I don't want to die in the car. And me. Yeah, hopefully you're in a spot where you have other options besides either hitting a dog or hitting a tree. You know, maybe you kids, tip for you first time drivers, always have an out. 
Yes, that's a good always tip. Always look for an out in a, in a, in a tough situation. 18-wheeler, always find out where your out is. If you've got to go off the road, you don't go off the road into the telephone pole. You know what I'm saying? I thought your tip was going to be, if you see an old man, run his ass over. No. no. That's, we don't what try to... said, that's what you said you would do. So that means if a kid, if they're following your advice, if a kid <laughs> sees you walking in the middle of the street, they I'm down. Stopping. Down me. Don't, don't sacrifice yourself for the, for the tree or the telephone pole. Go on through me. I shouldn't be out there anyway. Oh, There's no reason God. I'm out there. I shouldn't be out there. Uh, if your global transgender amnesia pops up, then and first of all, we got to get this straight. I don't have, I don't have any transgender anything going on. That's called transient global amnesia. Mm. Can happen to anybody, and it generally only happens to them once. I'm not trying to transgender over to be an, uh, the old black woman who gardens. I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not purposely trying to move in another direction. I'm good. All right, Caitlin, whatever you say. I'm I'm good. Oh, man. All right, before we uh, shift gears and talk some Texas football, how about this fun recorded spot we have from Tom McKay and AV Consultations? Take a listen. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Kid, what time is it? Oh man, it's back to sports time. The hockey and football seasons are upon us. And baseball is winding down to the best part. And what about basketball season? I'm 5'2". Who the hell cares about basketball? Yeah, we're talking about watching, not playing. And in that case, you've got everyone covered, right? That's right. Audiovisual Consultations has been providing awesome systems and service throughout Texas for over 30 years. Installing home entertainment systems and livening up restaurants with incredible audio and video systems. We're talking multi-screen video walls. And home entertainment that puts you in the best seat in the stadium. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Hug your kids until they beg you to stop. Watch a game with your friends. And make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678 or visit us at avconsultations.com. Go Stars! Go Bruins! Kid. Go Bruins. Wow. Yep. She's up in Boston now for school. That'll do it it to you. Maybe she should start saying, go Red Sox. Oh, what happened to the Sox yesterday? I'll tell you what happened to the Sox. This is what happened to the Sox, as it happens to a lot of teams where this guy is involved. They go down. Now they are tied with us. That's right. The team has won 27 world championships. That's right. Look who's up this morning, fans. It's Derek Jeter without the kids and the wife. He wants to play ball again. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is up every morning thanks to you. Yeah. You, know, we, you know he doesn't play for them anymore, right? He's the captain. You know his heart is always there. It's like saying Thurman Munson doesn't play for him anymore. Yeah, he doesn't play for them anymore. Are you kidding me? These people live on. I mean, their, their spirits live in Yankee Stadium. Come on now. Oh my God! You don't, think, you, don't think the, you don't think the mixture is running around center field? Yeah, look, the Yankees are bad, and they look like they've been trotting Thurman Munson out there, but wow. he's not actually playing for them this year. You know oh, that, oh, right? man. Whitey yeah. Ford, our whole gang is out there right now. The yeah, spirit of those players are behind the modern Yankees right now, and they're trying to move out of the cellar. They don't look good in the cellar, the Yankees. They just don't. What is this, a Field of Dreams remake you're talking there you, about? There you go. 
Uh, yes, your Yankees did sweep a doubleheader against the Red Sox, and by doing so, they have now tied the Red Sox for fourth place. Almost out. We're almost out. Yep. It looks like the Astros are trying to get them way, their way right back down in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Astros yeah. have lost two in a row to the Oakland Athletics at home. Insane. And the A's just went into Houston and won a huge series. Not for the A's. The A's suck. The only thing they're playing for is trying to avoid 100 losses, which the next game they lose will take them over the century mark. But the Astros in a division race, you know, still fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, you figured, hey, they, they're playing the worst team in baseball. That's two, if not three, easy wins. And they've dropped the first two against the A's at home. And now the Astros are 500 at home. They're 37 and 37 at Minute Maid Park this year. A uh, bad time to be bad for the Strohs right now. And it really is. The Rangers have actually won four in a row. They, they're in the middle of a huge series against Toronto north of the border. Uh, the Rangers and the Mariners and the Blue Jays are all fighting for the last two wild card spots. And the Rangers have won four straight, and they've taken the first two of that huge series with the Blue Jays. And by doing so, they also took the tiebreaker with the Blue Jays. So if those two teams are tied at the end of the year, then the Rangers will be in and Toronto will be out. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of folks, myself included, kind of left the Rangers left for dead. And, well, they're only one game back of the Astros for first place in the AOS because the Astros can't beat the freaking A's. Yeah, I mean, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in, in baseball right now are the A's. And I don't know. I, I was thinking this is going to be easy pickings for the Astros from this point on. And I thought the Rangers would really suffer playing in Toronto. And now they've woken up. And this is a good Toronto team, too. I mean, this is a group that can bat. They've got great bats. And right now, all of a sudden, you know, when, when the Rangers start to pick up the pace, if their pitching can hold up, BK, they're going to they're gonna either win it or they're going to be in, in, be the wild card, I still yeah. believe. Because they've yeah. got it, it – it looks like it's starting to sparkle just a bit. You know, I don't see them – I don't see them taking the fall of having a streak where they lose four or five games in a row any longer. I think they're going to, you know, win a couple, maybe lose one here or there. But they're not going to go on a losing streak, the Rangers, right now. Because they got them both going. they got bats and pitching going well right now. And beating Toronto in Toronto – Big, big. Yeah, but they go for the sweep. But for Astros fans, this experience, that experience should have led you to victories over the athletics for sure. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Like, the Astros are 18 games over 500 on the road this year, and they're at 500 at home. Like, they've been good everywhere since 2017, but they've dominated at home. And this year, they just they can't beat anybody right now. No at the juice box, which is just crazy to see. It's almost like it might be better for them to be a wild card team. So they get more games on the road sure. than they do at home. Like most teams want home field advantage. And I'm sure Astros fans are like, nah, we'll, we'll still take the home field advantage. And of course, if you win the division, you're, you're more than likely going to get a buy in the first round. So right. you'd prefer to have that. That's obviously the easier path in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's bizarre to watch how good they've been on the road and how bad they've been at home this season. Not used to seeing that from them. And Not at this time of the year either. I mean, this is we're, – we're getting there. You know, we're starting to slide into that that middle of September, getting towards October. That's, that's kind of scary for them. Yeah, absolutely. So the Astros try to avoid the sweep tonight. They send Hunter Brown to the mound against Pete Blackburn. The Rangers going for the sweep in Toronto. Uh, the bad news for the Rangers, Max Scherzer, who got the start last night, who had been struggling a little bit as of late – he was pitching really well. He had to leave his start with a triceps injury. So talk about the Rangers pitching, figuring some things out. 
the injury bug may have uh, crept up again for the Rangers. We'll see what uh, what the deal is with Max Scherzer. Obviously, a big trade deadline acquisition for the Jurors. They're hoping uh, this injury is not going to keep him on the shelf for very long. But yeah, just when you kind of thought the Astros were pulling away in the American League West, uh, they start to slide a little bit. The Rangers get the win last night. Once again, they've won four in a row. The Mariners got a win last night. So those three teams are all within a game and a half of first place in the American League West. That division race continues. Yeah, I, the intense. team in there, I don't see the Mariners, BK, coming out of that. I, I just don't. Yeah, they're they're three and seven in their last ten. Like they were the best team in baseball for a four or five week span, and they've cooled off a lot. Uh, and they've resorted to kind of what they were for the majority of the early stages of the right. season, which was just an average ball club. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they've got the talent. They won ninety games last year. They made no the doubt. playoffs last year. So I wouldn't completely count them out right now. But uh, yeah, it's it's wild. Look, the A's are in the AOS, so it's hard to call them the best division in baseball. The AL East is still the best division in baseball because right now all five of their teams are uh, above 500. But you talk about the best division race in baseball, there's no doubt it's uh, it's what's going on in the wild, wild American League West. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I beg your pardon. Thank you, Jake, for the comment. We've got uh, two more games for the Rangers and the Blue Jays. So they're not going for the sweep today. The hope is they'll be going for the sweep tomorrow. Yes. So they put together another win. But the, the final game of that A's Astros series is tonight down in H Town. All right, Buck. Let's uh, give some love to a few sponsors before we get into some Texas Longhorn football and talk about a few things the Horns need to improve on following their massive win over Alabama. How about the great folks at Covert? Out in BK. Well, we'll be out there on Friday for our meet and greet at, t- at 11.30, folks. So we invite you out to have a little lunch with us. Casey Stutter, that's right, Lifetime Longhorn Casey Stutter will join us. And there'll be a lot of crazy talk going on, him trying to talk offensive line play out there and giving his opinion on the Texas Longhorns and what they need to continue to do to keep on winning. Right now, 2-0, and looking good. Offensive line looked fantastic last week, but – Having Casey out there, this is a guy who's played in the NFL. This is a guy who's a national champion. He's going to be there with us. And they've got three new state-of-the-art dealerships out there carrying all kinds of beautiful cars and trucks, Buicks, GMC, Cadillac, uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Now, don't forget their other locations. No, they got Ford out in Hutto. We know that. And Lincoln Ford in Austin. And while you're out there, please do say hello to Dan Colbert, Mike, and Stacy, the whole gang out there. And, folks, they've got something for everybody. And for more information on the weekly sales, I'm not talking about monthly sales out at Covert. And it is a beautiful 42-acre location out there, three dealerships. And that's where we have our, that's where we house ourselves, of course, on Fridays of home games for meet and greet. And we will have the meet and greet there, as I said, 1130, uh, probably about an hour or so. Talk some football. Get you up there on the race board. Figure out what you know out there, you people, <laughs> which you don't know that much. But for more information, go to covertbks.com, and nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. Now, come see us on Friday. Casey Stoddard, one of our favorites, will be there, as the buck mentioned. Free Free lunch. Free. Free Yeah, and it's good food, too, from Smokey Moe's Barbecue and Verde's Mexican Puria. This stuff is legit. There's some leftover queso from last Friday. I've been noshing on that all week long. Oh, you didn't leave that in the fridge there? That that had to come with you? That had to come with me. still banging on that queso? I'm not. I'm not banging queso. I'm eating the queso. Okay. What is banging queso? How does that work? That's jamming it down your gullet. 
Yeah, I'm not putting any anything in there if that's what you're asking. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a family not, program. Not warming it up. It's not like a, not like you do with the cherry pie, I presume. No, nah, it's a little different. <laughs> different. It's a different world, huh? Hey, if we what's what's a good number of people? Like if we get 40 people out there, we'll give something away. If we get 50 Absolutely. people out there, like what what's the number? 40? I would say if we ever got 40 people out there, and as I said, Fridays are we understand what Fridays mean to you people. It means that you go to lunch at different spots and then you go home. Well, I'm not saying that because you guys are keeping America and keeping the state of Texas going by going back to work. And I applaud most of you for doing that because that's right. To get a full day in is very important to to what we do. You know what I'm saying? It's good for the kids. It's good for education. It's Uh good for your bank. And I noticed most of the people last week probably went right back to work after the get together. Right? No, that's not what happens. That's not what I'm doing. I'm going home and getting my weekend started, baby. Good grief. Yes, but I'd say if we get 40, we get 40 out there on a Friday, we'll do something special. We'll do it right there. I mean, whether we give away some tickets or give away dinner at some spots, we'll get it done. So please come join us. You don't have to stay long. You can come there and just have a have a have a sandwich, have a barbecue sandwich, have some some uh some queso, some salsa, some chips. And then if you've got to get back to work, get back to work. We'll put your name in the bucket. We just want to say hello to you folks and want you to meet the Cobra family while you're out there. And they are absolutely wonderful folks. They really have done some good things for us and continue to do that. And we want to make it, we want to make it a, a habit of getting out there before the home games. Now, we will be doing the show, our two-game, two-hour pregame show from there every week. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing during the football season. And who knows what holds for basketball because this Longhorn basketball team is going to be pretty good too this year. It's going to be an awful lot of fun watching all Texas sports this year as we get ready to enter into the SEC. That's right. SEC. SEC. Oh, yeah. Texas fans doing that chant in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Oh, I heard some of that. I heard that in the background. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. I've been telling people that's going to happen. You might be against the SEC chant, but – there are Texas fans who are going to do it, especially this year, right? Oh, They're yeah. going to do it in Alabama if we won that game. And if Texas has beaten Big 12 Tech. teams on oh, their way Tech. to the SEC, they'll be doing some SEC chants both here in Austin and on the road, too. Get ready for it. That's right. That's right. Get ready for that Tech for Turkey Day, having that shoved down your throat, SEC. Oh. You're going to get a piece of that. But first of all, we'll take care of business for, that you didn't take care of this week. Against the Cowboys? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, before we get into Texas, real quick, another shout-out to one of our great sponsors. How about Olipop? Love these guys, man. Their slogan is a new kind of soda. That's exactly what Olipop is. You get the same soda taste, but this stuff is actually good for you. Inside every can, you get a blend of seven unique botanicals, plant fibers, and prebiotics, meaning you're getting nine grams of fiber in every can, and there's only two to five grams of sugar. There's not a lot of calories. Tony, this stuff is actually good for you. And oh, by the way, the flavor is absolutely there. The classic soda flavors you grew up drinking: cola, root beer, lemon lime, Dr. Goodwin, which is their version of a DP. They've got cherry cola. They've got grape as well. So many great flavors, plus some unique flavors like strawberry vanilla and tropical punch. This stuff is addicting, man. I'm telling you, it tastes just like the soda you grew up sipping, but with the added benefits of digestive health support as well. It's ridiculous what these guys have been able to accomplish. A great tasting soda, 
that's actually good for you. You get the best of both worlds, right? You, you want to try to be healthy from time to time, but you also want to enjoy what you're putting into your system. Olipop has this thing down to a science. This stuff is legit, and it's all over town, and it's all over the state. Pick it up. H-E-B, Costco, Whole Foods, Target, Walmart, wherever you go, you can find Olipop. This stuff is the best. Got to get you some of that stuff too, Buck. Absolutely. And I was at uh, Costco yesterday, of course, went to the United Nations of foods, fine foods, and there was a nice crowd. One of these days, I'm going to sit on the bench and have myself lunch. But it, it it's just kind of wild there, man. Lunchtime is wild. And I don't hit the kiosk like some of you people do over and over again as you come back for another sample. You're not getting the samples? No, I never get the samples. I never stop off and get a sample. It's the best part. I think some people get a card just so they can go there for lunch and keep going. They'll go around the aisle, and then they'll come right back. I'm like, I mean, I'm starting to eyeball people like I do at airports. I'm starting to eyeball you people when you make that, oh, I'll grab something at the little food kiosk, and then you'll take a little circle, little trip around, and then you come back. Believe me, I'm there watching you. Who cares? The, the, who work, cares? the workers don't care. Who go cares? to lunch. Go buy. Go to lunch and get yourself. So go to some other establishment. Costco isn't for. That's not your lunch place. Well, here's what you do. You get a bunch of samples and then you oh. go to the deli and get you a hot dog and a soda for like a dollar fifty. Okay, I can see that. What's wrong with let that? Me, let me catch you with a bunch of those little mini cups in your hand. I'm gonna bump right into you, kids, <laughs> adults. I don't want to see it. Get oh, your sorry sample. about that. Didn't see you there. Yeah. Get your sample and move along, will you? Come on, man. The people that don't get a chance to have it, they don't want to see you there for your fifth time in a row within five minutes pretending that you're having samples. Instead, you're having lunch at Costco. We're going to have to put an end to that. There's we're, going a to whole... to get, we're going to have to get a Costco police force. That's what we need. <laughs> Dude, I'm for the, that. You're the only person who is for that. <laughs> come on. This is this. The space force is better than this. <laughs> oh, come on, man. We need this Costco security. That's right. Dude. I'm going to, and I'm going to make myself like the, like, like the, the captains on airplanes who the hell ever made them captain. What did they just decide when you came in, you're a captain. I'm going to make myself captain of the Costco security force. That's what I am now. Okay, I think it takes a little bit more training and time to be a captain on a plane than to be captain at Costco security. Why is he captain? Why can't he just be plane pilot? Why can't he just be? Why does he have to be captain? The hell is that? (laughs) I never hear anybody talking about the first mate. You know what I mean? Or lieutenant? The guy that sits beside him. What is he? Is he a lieutenant? What is he? The co-pilot. Yeah, that's right, co-pilot. So the other dude is just the pilot. What about the co-captain? No. What if Derek no. Jeter's flying a plane? Can he not be the captain? He's just got to be the pilot. Oh no, he's the true captain. Uh, Let me bring him back one that. more time for you people. That's what's keeping the Yankees afloat still to this day. Twenty-seven World Championships. Do you think anybody led by this guy is going to be at the bottom of the heap when the season's over? With? Of course not. Look out, third place. We're coming. No, you're not. You're not catching third place because that's Toronto and they're actually fighting for a playoff spot. Here's your next job, Buck. Look at Jake's comment. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing Walmart greeting. No, you're about at that age. I trust you more with that gig than I would Costco security. Can you imagine me running through the parking lots as Costco security? That would be great. With a little scooter, <laughs> I'm gonna get myself a little scooter. You know, life is good as you get older. This is good. There are there are so many things to happen to you 
as you get older, BK, when you finally start to get older? You know what I mean? I am getting older. What do you mean when I finally start to get older? I'm just like you. We things age like at the same pace. Things like transient global amnesia, things yeah. like that start to set in out of I nowhere. I don't want that. Because you didn't have a drink of water. All of a sudden, you're out there like chasing, looking for your dogs and wondering what time of day it is, wondering if your wife is in the, in the country. I mean, really? What the hell is that? Uh, what just happened to me, by the way? I asked a lot sure. of that. What just, what just went on with me? I'm not sure. Just glad you're okay. Good. Glad you're okay. All right. Hey, our buddy Chip Brown, of course, you can hear him and watch him on Texas Sports Unfiltered every afternoon with Zay Collier from 1 to 3. He put together a piece over at Horns 24-7 talking about some things that Texas needs to improve on going into this matchup against Wyoming on Saturday. So I'll ask you, Buck, because Steve Sarkeesian himself at his Monday press conference pointed out three areas where the Longhorns need to get better coming off the Alabama win. But for you personally, where do you think the Longhorns need to improve on after what you've seen from them through a couple of games? Well, they definitely have to improve their run game. They're not going to make it through this season just flinging the ball around. They're going to have to be have a consistent run game. They're, they're going to have to do some things, whether it's misdirection, draw plays, or whatever. People are going to start coming for this quarterback. They're going to start bringing people. I like the way so far they've protected in the passing game. But be assured that teams like Wyoming – who have nothing to lose, BK, coming in here, are going to bring pressure and bring them from and bring them from the inside. They're going to – I mean, I watch these guys pass protect. I watch the running backs pass protect. They're okay. They, they can do that. But they're going to have to, they're going to, have to start hitting people with the run uh, on some of the blitzes that are going to hurt you and keep you from blitzing, quitting yours, keep you off of him in ways. So, number one for me is they're going to have to have a, a better consistent run game. And no better way this week than being in home in front of 100,000 that are still foaming at the mouth from what happened in Alabama. So your football team needs to foam at the mouth a little bit, like a couple rabid wild dogs now, and get after this group in the run game. You've got to show people that you are going to run the ball against them. I know what people say, don't beat your head against the wall. I'm not about that. And if you can throw and they can protect you in the throwing game. But in order to win a championship and be in a championship game, you're going to have to run the ball. I mean, when do you start doing that? I mean, it's game number three. Your consistent run has to be there. It's, and I think this is the week. That, for me, it's number one, a consistent run game. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you're running draw plays. I don't care if you're running toss sweeps or wide sweeps, you know, the fly sweep with other guys besides your running backs running it. But I think counter plays, this looks like the group that can run some counters. And now you've got to feel pretty good about your offensive line, as I say, vacating areas, pulling guys, kicking out people then your backs make a decision on inside or running outside. I think you need to start doing that in order to win a champion. I'm talking about championships. I'm talking about getting to a championship game. I'm talking about just winning weekly games. I think it's that time. I think Wyoming, who's a pretty good run defense. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not chopped liver when it comes to defending the run, but they need to become chopped liver at home. Yeah. You'd like to think you don't have to bang your head against the wall to be able to run it successfully against Wyoming. Right. I mean, you just think of the talent difference between these two teams and Wyoming's a pretty talented bunch. We obviously saw what they did against Texas tech a couple of weeks ago. So they've got some dudes on their team, but come on compared to Texas, I don't have to tell anybody that uh, there's a pretty big talent gap between these two sides. And Wyoming and Wyoming's defensive line compared to Alabama. I mean, you just, you're You're going to have to do that. You're going to, you're going to put your, you know, you're going to have you're going to have to take your your strength and your strength is your offensive line right now. I mean, they, they proved that last week. And when they needed to run, they were able to run the ball 
you know, to keep Alabama off the quarterback, you're going to need to run because you want to run. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is the week for me that you want to run the football. You want to prepare yourself for conference play because and, and within conference, there are going to be some teams that are going to try to stifle your run game. They're still going to want to put the ball in Quinn Ewer's hand. They want you to do that. They want you to win games. You're going to have to run because you want to run this week. I yeah. think for me, that's, that's the number one thing because we don't want to be a passing game, passing team. Just, just the only way we can win is to pass the ball. You want to be able to run. So it's time for Texas to put, you know, place their will upon other teams. And I think this week will be the week for me. Yeah, teams want to make Quinn Ewers beat them. That's right. not a shot at Quinn Ewers. That just no. means you're able to turn Texas into a one-dimensional offense, right? Like to be a great offense, you've got to be able to throw it. You've got to be able to run it. And right now, Texas has not shown a consistent ability to run it in the early stages. Of course, we only played two games, but in the early stages of 2023, they averaged 4.1 yards a carry against Wyoming, and it was only 2.8 yards a carry against Alabama this past weekend. Let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian. We've got a couple of cuts, but we'll start with this one since we are talking about the Texas run game right now. Uh, Sark was asked in his Monday presser about ways to improve the ground attack. And here's what the Texas head coach had to say. I felt like we probably could have ran the ball better if I was maybe a little more committed to it in, in game. But the plan was the plan. You know, we wanted to be aggressive and we wanted to try to attack them down the field. So it's probably a few more passes and shots and things that, um, that because that was the plan. But I felt like we were, we were moving them okay. And I felt like if we were in run mode, I think over time in that third quarter, we could have started to establish ourselves better. But I think ultimately it paid dividends there in the fourth quarter when we had to run it. I, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I mean, this is a big week. This, this team, you know, Wyoming is a very good run defense. You know, I don't think they've given up 100 yards total on the year yet in, in rush defense. So um, it's a great challenge for us. It's a veteran group. They play blocks really well. They play well together. Uh, they're very gap sound. And so it's going to challenge us uh, on a lot of levels. And so this is a great challenge for us to grow as a team when you start talking about you know developing and improving your team um, and being as versatile as you need to be because there's no telling we're going to run into a game where the elements say we can't throw it the way we, we would like to and we're going to have to run it. So we got to continue to improve that, yes. Yeah, he's trying to tell you who the hell else are we going to run it against from this point on if we don't run it against Wyoming. Yeah. When we get into Big 12 play, who which group are we going to be able to turn it off? And Baylor, maybe. Yeah. That group, because that group sucks right now. Yeah. on defense so maybe that maybe i mean i'm not as worried about the baylor football team as i was before i've watched the last two weeks teams just gut them with the run so if you want to decide but then nobody wants to take a chance when you get in conference play of trying to get your run game going then you know what i'm saying yeah of course he would have loved to run the ball against i mean if he committed himself to really running the ball against alabama that's beating your head against the wall they were going to stone you you yeah. weren't going anywhere i mean you can say that if we would have been more committed. Well, you've been more committed to getting two yards a clip. That's all. That's just coach speak right there. That's that's not realistic. You weren't going to take that ball and shove it down Alabama's throat. And and we understand that. You did all the right things, coach. You did a fine job. You ran the ball when you needed to. You threw the ball when you needed to. So that whole thing about if we would have been more committed, okay, then you would have been more committed to getting two yards a clip and run. It wasn't all of a sudden going to happen where you're going to start breaking off you know, 26-yard runs against Alabama. Nobody does, and nobody has. Yeah. And you weren't going to be the group to do it. So you had a nice game plan. It's a nice thought. It's nice coach speak. This is the week to do it. This is the week that you can be committed to the run game and still do your passing game and still win a ball game. 
We're not looking for you to beat point spreads. We're looking for you to win games and make your team a better team. So in order to make your team a better team, you got to be able to run the ball with some consistency. And if you don't run it against Wyoming, who on your schedule are you going to pick on to run the football? Yeah, those questions will be asked if the Longhorns rushing attack isn't very effective this weekend. But I'm glad, like you said, Sark wasn't committed to the ground game. If he was committed to the ground game, we would have lost at Alabama. Like Quinn Ewers is the reason why Texas won that game. And I'll just say the passing game as a whole is why Texas won that game, right? The O-line was obviously better in pass pro. The receivers went out there and made some huge plays. JT Sanders went out there and made some huge plays. Obviously, Ewers made a couple of huge throws. Hell, more than a couple of huge throws in that win. Your job is is to win the game. Find ways to win the game. And if, 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 if you're going to say on a on a Wednesday, maybe if we'd have been more committed to it, I would say, I'm glad you weren't committed to it, Coach. I'm glad you decided not to make that commitment to do that because you would have got stoned. You were getting stoned until till late in the in the football game when everybody was getting tired. That's just the way it is. Sorry, even Alabama football players get tired after having a bunch of 300 pounders just lean on them for a while. They'll get tired too. And your commitment at that time was fantastic, Coach. But if your commitment would have been in the first quarter, we're going to run it down Alabama's throat, you would have got stoned like you did for an average of two yards. That, that's, as I said, it's nice coach speak. But this week, if you show me a commitment, you should be able to do both. You should be able to run the ball and pass the ball against Wyoming at home in your, in your ballpark. You should be able to do that. Now, if you stay a little bit more committed this week, I understand, as long as you're winning the game. You know what I'm saying? If you're up, you know, 10, 14, 21 points in the fourth quarter, and you want to be committed to the run, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. If they stuff you a couple times, but you're committed to the run game for the future, that's fine with me because your job is to win the football game. All this talk about getting stoned, man. My mind is wandering. Oh, yeah. Trying oh. to hang out with Aaron Rodgers right now. You know, I know he's got some free time on his hands now. He's going to have some free time from this point on in his career because he's not coming back to play football. <laughs> he is uh, not coming back. That, once again – that Achilles tear, I've, I've seen I've seen young people, what they've had to do to come back from that, BK, just to be walking around, going to the mall. You know what I'm saying? Going to play a round of golf, much less running from people at fine. age 40. Oh, you, you believe he's coming back again, don't you? Yeah, of course. I don't. Of course. Of course I do. Uh, I believe he's coming back this week to play the Cowboys because he loves beating the Cowboys more than anything else. I think that dude's going to try to play this Sunday. He that, dude's in a, that dude's about to find out which cave he needs to go and which mushrooms <laughs> he needs to pick. He's That dude is chilling. You know what I'd like to see him do, though? I'd like to see that that leadership that he came there with and, and the excitement he came there with just continue, you know, to help grow. I mean, coach this team. Coach coach that kid up. Zach Wilson is going to need all the coaching he can get. But yeah. eventually, physically, he's going to have to go out there and perform. I just don't know if he can carry that team. And that's a good football team. I don't think he. I don't know if he can carry them to playoffs in that in that AFC conference. It's just too good. Now, all right, back to back to the horns for a little bit. I will say this: um, Texas was able to run the football effectively when it mattered most. Right? Yes, that final offensive possession that was great to see. Obviously, you want to see that over sixty minutes versus just over the last seven minutes. But it's good to know that when this Texas team needs to pick up yards on the ground, they can do that. But more consistency would be nice. Um, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian. One more cut, because this is actually from his opening statement on Monday, Buck. Things to improve on. You know, Sark kind of himself talked about some of the things that the Longhorns need to fix before this game against Wyoming, and obviously before the remaining 10 games this season. 
Here's Coach Sorry. But, but like anything, there's things for improvement. We already touched on the offense. Uh, we've got to take care of the ball better than we did. That thing cannot be as loose as it was. Um, you know, we still missed a couple opportunities in the red area where we had chances to score, which is somewhere where we definitely need to improve. Uh, I thought defensively, you know, we got a, we got a little sloppy in our coverage and, and allowed them to, to make some explosive plays there in the fourth quarter. Third and 17, they get a big completion over the middle. And then obviously the, the long, you know, catch and run for the touchdown was just a, you know, just awareness of, of what we're trying to do coverage wise and um, you know when we when we play really great football we minimize those explosive plays we're, we're very aware situationally uh, so areas for us to improve no question you know, as we as we move forward yeah I mean we've seen these third and longs with this football team and this defense over the last couple of years give up not not third and three or third and two but third and 13 third and and whatever these guys get first downs on they, that, that's got to stop that's that's got to be the automatic where if you put an umbrella at that just in front of where that first down marker is, let them catch it and then they've got to rally. But they can't get behind you. Did you hear what Sark said at the beginning of that? What did he say that you always that you just picked up on? You know, but but like anything, there's things for improvement. We already touched on the offense. Uh, we've got to take care of the ball better than we did. That thing cannot be as loose as it was. That thing cannot be as loose as it was. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make sure that thing is tight. Yeah. It can't be loose. It usually doesn't get tighter over time. That's <laughs> just from my experience. Good Lord. <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, man. That went right on by me, that one. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, nothing nothing ever gets by me when it comes to uh, oh, any know, I've got that trans, trans and gen- transgender meditation thing going on right now. So. <laughs> now, you're right, and he's right. Like, that that last Alabama touchdown drive, their second to last possession of the game, because their last possession of the game, you know, Texas forced a three and out. Uh, Anthony Hill had that huge sack on third down, and then he went, "Oh man, I heard Chip talking about this on Monday with Zay." Texas dodged a bullet on that play. You know, Anthony Hill got that huge sack on third. Oh, yeah, off and, the corner. Yeah, and then Anthony Hill goes runs like twenty yards all the way to the back of the end zone, right in front of the Alabama student section, and starts like talking shit to them. I mean, he thought, like, what is he like? Was in the NFL getting ready to take picture, a photo with the defense, dude? And I'm like, oh my god, they're about to throw a flag. He's about to give Alabama a first down, and I can't remember. I think it was Jalen Ford. Someone ran right over to him and is like, dude, stop! Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, go act like we've done this before. Go celebrate on the sideline. Don't. Pick up this dumb penalty to keep the drive alive and keep Alabama I in the see game. Him run that way. I just didn't know. I didn't know from from. I must have walked away because I was so excited. But he just continued on. I mean, they start oh, bring man. trying to bring the defense over there to take these little photos that they do in the NFL with the defense. <laughs> I don't think it was that, but it was a little solo selly that yeah, uh, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, you so know I'm you sure. won't be able when you play in, in in conference. You're not going to be able to get away with that because. Oh, the conference officials are going to throw flags any chance they get. We know that. That's uh-huh. about to come. Texas has got one more game where they may get a may get a break. From that point on, it's going to start getting ugly, and Texas fans are going to start looking around going, what the hell was that penalty for? You know that's about to come. You only have one more week of, you know, hopefully non-Big 12 officials coming in here. Because yeah. after that, look out. I'm worried if Texas tries to do a touchdown dance after getting into the end zone, there's going to be a 15-yard penalty thrown. All these That's- things are going to happen. All these things that you that you always think are borderline in college football, for Texas, it's not going to be borderline. They're just going to throw the flag. 
Yeah, you're right. But uh, all right, the drive. Yeah, they're gonna throw that Oklahoma too because our Bryles will probably be standing on the sideline. <laughs> Might as well throw one because he's over there. Yeah, that that that's worthy of a penalty though. I no think. doubt. Uh, back so the drive before I got sidetracked there telling that story, but um, yeah, the drive before where Alabama scored and then got the two point conversion to make it twenty seven to twenty four. Third and seventeen, and then the long touchdown to Nye Black where Texas defenders were tackling each other instead of yes. tackling the ball carrier. Like, that that was brutal, man. It, it felt like Texas had done enough with the touchdown and the interception and the touchdown in a three-play span. It's like, all right, we, we're in control. We've got this game. And then you get them to third and 17, and it's like, oh, we're about to get the ball back and really put these fools away. You're right. You cannot – let that happen that was brutal and a guy was wide open over the middle of the field and then yeah like two plays later they get that super long touchdown that type of stuff dude that's you're lucky to be up two scores if this was a one score game obviously you're in trouble because Alabama ties it or takes the lead but they Sark's absolutely right they got to clean that up and those long third downs you can't allow those to be converted because those are back breakers dude that's been your bugaboo for years you know last year you finally got rid of that kind of stuff but the year before that, BK, it was if it was third and eight, teams would just hand the ball off and run it for a first down. You were very sloppy on defense. And actually, for the first two games, been pretty good at that. You can't let that start to seep in that third down and fives, third and third and longs become too easy for the teams to get first downs. You got to stuff that out. Yeah. You know, they've got to do something about that. That can't be a part of the plan now. And I'm it sorry really to can't. I'm sorry to bring this up, but third and seventeen, uh the uh the LSU game here in Austin back in oh. 2019. Remember that? Like Texas yes. down a score. They're about to get the ball back with a chance to tie or take the lead. And yep. they, they force Alabama – or force Alabama – force LSU into a third and 17. And then Joe Burrow finds – I think it was Jefferson, and he takes it to the house and boom, ball game yeah, PK, over. PK's had numerous third and longs that people didn't have to do very much to get a first down, which very but really disappoints your fans. I mean – you're supposed to now, now you start to see teams where they line up when it's third and 15 or whatever, just in front of the first down markers. Now, I always get nervous about that because if some guy catches it at, at, at you know, third and 17, he catches it at 14, everybody rallies to the ball and they make sure you don't get three yards. I'll get wor- worried about Texas that they'll give that up. I mean, three yards doesn't seem to be much, but people are doing it now. They just put a wall across there and don't let anybody get past you, but they rally to the football. It's, I, I mean, I've thought of people doing that in the past, but they're actually really doing it now. They'll put up the wall and say, we'll let you catch the ball at nine, but you're not getting to 17. We're going to rally in front of you and get that. That's yeah. a, a truly a thing now that, that defensive coaches are starting to do. Yep. And then the first thing that Sark talked about in that cut we just played, hanging on to the football, right? I think of A.D. Mitchell's fumble, which thankfully J.T. Sanders recovered it. That was on the yes. very first drive of the game. And then, oh my God, I, I don't think we've talked about this play yet. The fourth and one, where you know, they had to review it for like five minutes to figure out what the hell just happened. And I didn't know what the hell had just happened. And it almost looked like a design fumble ruski type of play that Texas was running there, where, hey, I wanted to see Texas QB sneak it, right? On a fourth and short, yes. get under center. And run a quarterback sneak because that's the most successful short yardage play in football. Well, I didn't want that. 
I mean, I don't even think Quinn Ewers ever touched the ball. Like it never the snap hit him. It never, was no, he never, he never made contact with it. All of a sudden, Jonathan Brooks is picking up the ball and running for a first. I mean, that was a shit storm, dude. Well designed play, Sark. That's what I said. You <laughs> called a great game. That's if that's one of their new plays. Keep it in there. That looked great. I guess. I guess that's when you know it's your night if you're getting oh. that type of break, right? Well, the quarterback doesn't even touch the ball. The, the center quarterback exchange. There is no exchange whatsoever. There's no skin on the ball except from the center's hand. Other than that, it didn't touch the kid, I don't believe. Oh, it was bizarre. And then I guess, look, the refs probably should have let it play out in hindsight. Maybe Jonathan Brooks could have ran for a lot more than he did, but they blew the play dead, not knowing what the hell went on. And I I don't even know if I blame the officials for that because I had no idea what the hell was going on. Uh, They've got to clean that up. Like They they need the QB sneak. I was saying put Malik Murphy in there because that guy's, you know, 6'5", 6'6". 240. Yeah, that's that dude. should be practicing snaps like that all week long for him. Dude, I don't care. Like, if every defense knows that, oh, Malik Murphy's coming into the game, it's going to be a QB sneak. I don't care. They're still not going to be able to stop it. Right. Like, just do that. But if it is Quinn Ewers running those sneaks, uh, they obviously have to be better than whatever that was on Saturday because that was almost a disaster. Yeah, they've got to clean that one up. They've got to clean their their third and short and fourth and short. And I'm not now with these with this group, it's almost. When I say short, it's less than a yard short if they're going to be running these quarterback sneaks and all that stuff. I mean, I expect to see a lot more draws come into play. Um, Jonathan Brooks has to catch the ball when he's out there by himself in the swing screens and things like that. And that's why, as you said, guys like Jaden Blue, that's the guy you need to get out in space. I mean, he's got that kind of mentality, I believe. I like him running through the tackles still, but I'd love to see him in some open space, BK, get out there and catch the ball too. The ones that Jonathan's been dropping, I mean, I know you can't bring him in just to every time he comes in, he touches the ball. He's going to have to pass, protect, and do some other things. But, boy, I'd like to see him get it. I, I mean, I don't know what to expect from the freshman. I, I just don't. I, I'm not saying that. But all I know is so far, two games, two two ouchies in two games. I don't know if it's an ankle, ribs. I just, I just know this. You start getting those ribs starting to hurt and bruise up. You're talking about putting it on the ground. Yeah, and you can't afford it. You can't afford turnovers, whether it's home or away. You don't like to have turnovers. I'm just not quite sure that uh, he'll he'll be ready. I mean, eventually. And I'm, when I say eventually, I mean eventually this season. I'm not talking about he shouldn't get snaps. Obviously, he did some things that 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 uh, the coaching staff saw that were better than what the other guys did. So you got to keep on, you know, keep on playing him. But you can't have him. He can't drop it, and he can't get hurt every time he touches it. Yeah, that, that I mean, that just can't be a part of it. That I'm with you. In two games, he's hurt twice. No, heal up, get himself ready. There's plenty of running backs in that stable right now that can go in there and get some things done against a Wyoming group, even in the following group. Get that guy to where he's healthy because he's probably never played with bumps and bruises. He's probably carried the ball 50 times in a game, and he goes out with his high school buddies and has has a ball, and he's not sore. This is a This is different. These hits are different. But, and you, but you can't come up lame every game. Right. You know, you, you just can't because then the next week, you as a coach, you're wondering, do I give him the ball? Should I give him the ball on this? You can't wonder about your, your running backs. Are they hurt? You just got to trust that when you turn around and hand it off, he's not going to come up limping and not going to be there the following game. And yeah. Jonathan Brooks is pretty steady right now to me. I mean, I like what I see of him. I like what I saw of him last year. I don't understand why they don't like that much of him now. Give that dude the ball 15, 20 times. See what he's all about. Let yeah. him run. Let him run. 
Yeah, I mean, what he did on that last drive on Saturday was sure. huge, right? He's, and maybe he's deserving CJ, of those opportunities to me now. Yeah, maybe if C.J. Baxter was healthy, then they're splitting right. carries. Maybe all of those carries are going to Baxter instead of Jonathan Brooks. But uh, as our guy Nash says in the comments, yeah, Jonathan Brooks showed a lot of hustle, falling on a couple of fumbles in that game on Saturday. And obviously, give the O-line credit too, of course. But uh, on that final drive where Texas called nothing but run plays to bleed out the final seven minutes and change, Jonathan Brooks was huge there. So he's the best running back on this team right now. Like I think Baxter's got more potential down the road than Jonathan Brooks probably. But uh, for right now, no. Yeah, that's that that same thing about beating the run game. I mean, if that's like Sark saying, you know what? We should have run the ball more. I should have tried to be a little bit more stubborn in the run game. No, coach. No, you were just fine. You were stubborn when you needed to. There's mm-hmm. no, you, you averaged two yards a clip. If you, did you want to spend the night with 40 carries averaging two yards a clip? I don't think so. Your job is to win the game. And your job is to put the right people in to win the game too. Yeah. One more thing that I think Texas needs to improve on that Sark didn't say in that audio we just played. They need to be a little bit better in the red zone. Uh, they yes. had a first and goal from the five-yard line in the first quarter. They had to settle for a field goal. That was the drive with the Xavier Worthy drop. That should have been a touchdown, but, hey, they didn't execute, so it wasn't a touchdown. And then they uh, they also had a first down from the Bama 13 later in the game, and they had to settle for a field goal there. So a couple of those red zone drives, look, they won. They put up 34 points against the right. Nick Saban defense. They did a lot of things right. Uh, I, I feel – bad criticizing anything because Saturday was so much fun and the biggest regular season win for Texas in at least 15 years. But yeah, the red zone execution, Buck, another thing that's kind of been a problem for this team in recent years, uh, that could be cleaned up a little bit, turning three into seven. Yeah, and I would, I'd like to see the special teams become special. You know, for the first couple of years, they were blocking punts, getting after it. You know, I, li- I like to see this group try to get a punt return or try to go block a punt, especially this week at home versus Wyoming, you want to deflate a group that's coming in here thinking that, oh, yeah, their daubers will be down. They just played Alabama. They're not going to be up for us. They're not going to be up for the Cowboys. This is the great time where you go block one of their punts and show them that you're in it. I mean, you're in the game in your special teams. Let your special teams be a part of, of the win this week. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Texas to have a special, special, special teams game on Saturday and get after Wyoming. This group was good. I mean – Robinson blocked has blocked a couple punts. This would be the weekend for me to see him get through there and, and slap one down. Yep. I wouldn't hate that. And the kicker's pretty good. Bert Auburn did miss a field goal last week. He did miss one against Rice. That was like a 56-yarder. I won't criticize him too much oh, for it's that. It's the ones that he misses where he pushes the ball. Hey, he did push one last week, but for the most part, he's been solid this yes. year. The punter's really good. Talked about him oh, yeah. a little bit before the season. Like, nobody cares about the punter. No one's going to talk too much about the punter unless your name is Michael Dixon. Uh, but that guy, Ryan Sanborn, he had a couple of really nice punts. Yes, uh, he in did. That game on Saturday. Credit to Sark and company for realizing that they needed to upgrade there after Machete, a.k.a. Danny Trejo, was the guy last year. And then you talked about it, man. Like, Sark said something. I can't remember which cut it was, so I'm not going to play it right now. But he talked about the return game in the press conference on Monday. Right. And he's like, we're close. I'm like, what, what do you mean you're close? Like, Xavier Worthy's close to catching the football? Is he still letting them bounce? Can't let them bounce, man. That's oh. that's that's key. The, the the yards lost and balls bouncing. It's you know you see it a lot. I mean, I when I do high school games, I see it a lot because the kids are afraid. As I said, they don't get to the point where they think the ball is going to come down. They'd rather be going full speed, BK, to catch it instead of getting over there. As I said, your job is to watch the punter, 
I mean, guys don't watch the punter enough in warm-ups. I mean, I had guys that I may sit over there, as I said, the, the group that I had of Wayne McGarity, Kelvin Martin, Brian Brennan at Boston College, really, really good punt returners when even when they got to the NFL. I made them watch. I said, stand over here and watch the punter. Just watch this dude punt and tell me if he's booming, how many 70 yarders is this guy booming? Where are these balls averaging coming down? Well, on a good kick, maybe 46 yards, maybe 44 yards. I said, so know in your mind what this dude's average is so you can get to the spot so that the balls aren't hitting the ground and going dribbling down the sideline for another 20 yards behind you. Just know what you're doing. You have to, I mean, you can watch it in film, but to see it in person pregame is really, really important. And Xavier's got to make sure that he can get to that those spots, cruise around and catch the ball. Now, whether you return it or not, my deal is, Catch the ball. Yep. They don't need Xavier Worthy to get jacked up by some guy trying to make, you know, trying to make the club by going down on a on a punt return and jacking him up. But eventually, eventually he won't be the guy to me. I don't eventually want him back young, there, man. Eventually, one of these young guys will show at practice they can get it done. Yeah. But for right now, and I understand against Alabama, I'm not just sticking somebody as as much as I like the cook kid. I I wouldn't I didn't want to see him back there. You know. If he's not, if he hasn't done it all summer long, and then you're doing it to save Xavier Worthy, and you're playing teams like Alabama, or you're playing in a championship game, no thanks. Put Xavier back there, but he's still got to fill the ball the right way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want him back there, and that's not a slight at Xavier Worthy. It's actually oh, no. a compliment to Xavier Worthy. Like he's just too valuable as a wide receiver. Like sure. I don't want him getting hurt uh, in in punt return. That'd be a huge loss for this Texas team. But he does have to fill the ball. Yeah, I, 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 somebody back there needs to feel the bull, whether it's Keelan Robinson or Jonte Cook or whoever. Sure. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd put somebody else back there and make sure he can catch it. But Sark and Jeff Banks, special teams coach, they clearly trust Xavier Worthy back there. So, and who are you going to trust against Alabama? It's for, yeah. you know you had to see him back there. Yeah, you, you trust uh, you trust the upperclassmen over the true freshman ten sure. times out of ten. So uh, it worked out okay. But yeah, Texas just they're they're losing hidden yardage by letting those punts bounce and roll for 5, 10, 15 yards. And they never seem to bounce the other way. No, they haven't yet. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah, uh, I, th- this group, there's, you know, there are things that need to be cleaned up, you know. But n- number one is don't get over your skis. I mean, this is a tough one because, once again, those dudes, dudes have been on campus. People have their arms around them talking about, I watched the Alabama game. They've been hearing it from their parents. And this is, I know it's coach speak. But it's true. I mean, everybody tells you how great you are. You know, they'll tell you about the stats of how when the last time Alabama lost to a a non-conference game, people will be in your ear telling you how great you are. I mean, the the cheese, the poison cheese, whatever you want to call it, you know, the the shit sandwich, whatever you want to name it, you just can't take a bite out of it. You just got to go back to doing the things that made you win the game, that help you focus on winning. And what is it that you can improve on to win the next game, like we're talking about now? Was it? What did? What did you do wrong? Don't think about all the stuff that you did right in the game. Don't get yourself above the clouds that you can't come down. Find out the things you look at the film and say, what are the little things that I did that I could do better this week to to prevent some of the other things that happened to you? That's where they need to fall in. They they get they are they need to understand after this week it's all about getting to the championship. So they have one more week of kind of prep work to be done. And I know people now start talking about the big picture after beating Alabama that. Oh, it's about getting to the final four. It's about getting to the to the playoffs at the end. Well, not so fast. 
because the other playoff is important. This is your last kind of test. This is your last preseason game before you start playing conference foes that coaches understand you. They've got film on your individual players. They'll start breaking things down. You know, you'll start, people will start talking to you about championships, 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 but you can't be thinking about the big picture before you start into the little things that you need to have done in your preseason play, your non-league games. And this is it. This is the last one. Yeah, it's not preseason. I know you said non-league. I know you know that, obviously. But a loss to Wyoming counts the same as a loss to Alabama. That's right. A loss to Wyoming. Obviously, it's not a conference loss, but it still shows up as a loss on your schedule. And your big picture that that other people are thinking about, that a loss is a loss. Don't blow it this week. Please don't lose as a a four-touchdown favorite to Wyoming. And I like that. The, The shit sandwich, not the rat poison. Not the rat cheese, the poison no, cheese, the no cheese. No, no. You, you screw up. This is a this is a straight up shit sandwich. If you do that, if you if you fall for this, yeah, yeah. But it's yep, all right. Yep. But you know what? It's how you handle that too. I mean, the maturity of your ball club. This is not. I'm not buying. This is not a young team. This team has some guys that played when they were young, but it's not a young team. This is a group that should be mature football players that went into Tuscaloosa, won a game. Didn't play all that great against Rice, but won that game. But then the following week, we're mature enough to go to Tuscaloosa and beat Nick Saban's football team, the best coach in college football. They beat their team. That was not a that was that was not a mistake. That wasn't winning on a field goal. They beat them by ten points at their own place and beat them pretty soundly. So, you know, people are going to love you. Just don't fall for it. Don't take that bite out of that sandwich. Put that one. Put that one back in the wrap. Wrap that away and freeze it up. Don't take the bite of it. Do not bite that. Do not bite that sandwich. There's a lot more to do, and you can get a lot better. Hey, tip for kids, don't eat shit, all right? (laughs) Whether it's in a sandwich, in a taco, in a burrito, as a pizza topping, do not eat the shit. Even if they put pepperoni on it, don't eat it. (laughs) Uh, Hey, let's give some love to some of our sponsors. Buck, I'll let you talk about Sentex tickets a little bit because you keep talking about this Lana Del Rey concert coming up. If you need tickets to Alana that. Alana Morissette? Is huh? that who it is? No, not Alanis Morissette. Hey, God, I hate her. She sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's Lana not Del concert. Rey. Alana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, not Alana. Lana. Lana Del Rey. Yes, okay. they got they got those tickets at CentexTickets.com, yes, they right? Do. And my man uh, Shelby is going to take his daughter to college in England. So, But they still got a whole group there waiting for you, so... If you need those premier soccer tickets, you can get them right there at Syntex Tickets. <laughs> they have them for every event. Anything happening at the Moody Center, ACL is coming up. Uh, Coda, we were out there last week. You know, Circuit of the Americas got the Formula One race coming up. Be a part of that. Queen, the killers are out there. Be a part of that. And Syntex Tickets has everything. I mean, Broadway tickets, Vegas. Get ready for Super Bowl in Vegas. First one in Vegas. Get ready for that. Get to Shelby. Start getting your, and preparing yourself for the Super Bowl. Hell, start preparing yourself for the national championship football game in college football is just right down the road in Houston. You know, the group I was with last year didn't even know the damn basketball championship was right down the road. That's yeah. the group that just were out there in space and stuff. They didn't realize the damn national basketball championship was down the road. We're making preparations, y'all, and you can too with Syntex Tickets. Absolutely. Check them out, SyntexTickets.com. Shout out to them and shout out to our friends at Top Gun rentals and lawn equipment go see our friends over there to help you tackle any job that you may have they offer an extensive selection of rental equipment for everything from small home jobs to large construction sites 
They've got all of the biggest brands like Steel, Hustler, Toro, Walker, DeWalt, and more. Our buddy Brandon Mars, great dude. Love this guy. He's the best, and he runs a clean show over there at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. They are Austin's number one source for all of your rentals, sales, and supplies, and they've been that way since 1996. That's right. These guys are no fly-by-night company. They've been around. They've got everything you need to get anything done to Austin locations up north in Anderson Square, down south on South 1st Street, topgun.net. We will shoot you straight. You ready to get your pole saw out again maybe this year? But then again, when the weather comes, I'll let you know about the weather, okay? But there's nothing like having – don't come knocking at my door saying, hey, can I use that pole saw of yours? Because I may need it to knock down some of these branches as winters will start to come upon us in January. You know what I'm saying? But don't worry about it. I'll let you know when it's coming. I'll let let you know. But there will be some winter. Winter is going to come, okay? So if you're thinking about a pole saw, that's the place they've got them. They've got great ones over there. Wow, bold prediction by you saying that winter is going to happen this year. <laughs> that is impressive. I can actually tell you what date winter is going to happen this year. Oh, they just make up a date. That's not true. That'd be December 21st, you know, when winter starts every year. I'm going to make the call because I'm also a weather guy. I'm going to make the call that winter this year is going to begin officially on December 21st. That's just some bullcrap day that they decided it'll be this year on the 21st. I mean, cut me, a, cut me a break. Just come to me if you really want to know when it officially starts. I'll let you know when the change of the seasons is. Don't take that upon yourself because some predictor said it's always going to be on the 21st. It's not winter. Doesn't, it's not going to always be on the 21st. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, man. Come on, Miles Standish. You can't just do that. This year, just, it's on the 21st. Year. Of December. I will have looked into my, that's right. I'll get the farmer's almanac. I'll let you know when it starts. I'll let you people know when it's going to happen. Just like I'd let you know within a 24 hour span when the rain was coming, still kind of cloudy outside. I'm not making any predictions today. Mm. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not feeling it yet. You know why I'm not feeling it? Cause my friends at the relax, the back store have got me in a chair, but I don't <laughs> have to worry about that. So I don't have that pain. It generally comes with the pain in my back when the, when the, when I start to, feel the weather starting to change. Unlike a lot of you guessers out there, you meteorologists, you amateurs, I'm the guy that knows when it's coming. But when my back feels good, thanks to relax the back, like it has for a long, long time, for over 20 years, I love it. And I do love relax the back, and so do you. If you got problems with your lumbar area, thoracic area, neck area, if you start to feel those pain there, you need to go over to relax the backs. They got two great locations. One is at the Galleria across from Whole Foods in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. They've got pillows. They've got mattresses. they got office desk chairs for those who go to an office away from their home, like I expect you to go back to on Friday after you come to our meet and greet. Get back in that Relax the Back chair. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. You really are an old-school football coach, man. You know, analytics is obviously a huge thing nowadays in sports. Yes, I do like analytics. Analytics. Analytics, yeah. Analytics, yes. I do like those. That's not how it's pronounced. Okay. Are you talking about something else here? No, no. Okay, go ahead. This is a family program, don't forget. Kids are at school. It's all yeah. good. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Sorry about that, sick Johnny, if you're listening today. <laughs> sick Johnny, <laughs> who didn't go to school today? <laughs> He's here, and you talking about 
Uh, anyways, um, yeah, you know, the, the meteorologists use the technology. You use the feel. Old school yes. football coaches use the feel. Absolutely. Is the analytics. So you're not a numbers guy. You're uh, you're a feel guy with football and with weather. That's right. Absolutely, man. You're absolutely correct on that. And so far, so good. Had a nice yeah. football career. And now my meteorological skills, everybody understands where I am right now. How about the thank the thanks that I got this morning for the rain, for, for the rain prediction? First thing out of the bo- out of the box this morning was a thank you on that text line, which you're very welcome. We'll yep. do it again. We'll do it again soon. How's that? Five one two 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 nine three two eight. You got a couple of thank you texts this morning. Uh, ATX Pack says, "Buck, I believe you've got somebody else named Meep saying rain doesn't come without the buck." And also, stay at home dad texted in sending his love. And you've got a buck of thrones text as well because I guess you decide when winter is coming. So you're <laughs> you're, you're uh, the king of Winterfell these days. Oh boy! I guess. All right. How about uh, some overreactions from Week One of the NFL season, Buck? I'm going to give you five, and I want you to tell me if these are overreactions or if these are truths from what we have seen thus far in a very very young NFL season. Overreaction number one, the Cleveland Browns will win the NFC North. Real or overreaction? Overreaction, for sure. good on Sunday. Yeah, they did. Boy, and Garrett, what a monster that dude is. Oh Man, he he got after him on Sunday, but I don't, I, I, I don't think they're going to win. I, I, I'm still looking at the Ravens to do, to still do some damage. Yeah, I, not, I still think I, I still think the Bengals are the best team. The Bengals can't beat the Browns, and Joe Burrow really struggles against the Browns, and it doesn't sure. make a lot of sense. But I still think Cincinnati's the best team. I also think Baltimore is better than Cleveland. I do too. Yes. So you know, may, maybe Pittsburgh's fourth because uh, they looked like oh, I know no you're right. They looked terrible. On, on my Sunday. guy, little my guy, little hands didn't look that good. Uh, tiny hands, Pickett. Yeah, he was terrible. With his little hands. With his little hands, did not play well. I've never been a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, never have been from that part of the country, just like I'm not an Eagles fan. But Pittsburgh, I, I didn't like the way they looked Sunday. That offense looked just terrible with wow. whittle hands. It did. You know the last time the Browns have won a division? No. Was I coaching? Yeah. You weren't even oh. at Texas yet, though. Wow. 89. Oh my goodness. The last time the Browns have won a division and they were still the original. I was at Illinois with Red Grange. Yes. La Grange, ZZ Top song. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't look that good. He was awful in the first half. He made a couple of throws in the second half, but uh, he still left a lot. It's that defense of theirs that played so well. Yeah, that defense was legit, holding Joe Burrow to less than 100 yards passing and obviously to only three points as well. But I'm with you. Overreaction on the Browns being the best team in the AFC North. Um, What about this one? Tyreek Hill will become the first wide receiver to win the MVP award. Real or overreaction? I think, did I not have him as the MVP? Yes, I did. Yes. Yes, I did. I had them going to the Super Bowl, remember? Them and the Eagles? Yeah. Yes, and I still have Tyreek Hill. I'm still I'm I'm that's not an overreaction. I know wow. two is two is going to be a big part of that and as long as he's upright and they keep hitting the way they are, 
you know what Ty, about Tyreek Hill? He makes tough catches too when you watch him play. It's not always the, you know, two are throwing them bombs to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill goes up and makes in, in tough windows, makes he's got really good hands. I mean, I, I like his skill set on every on every throw for him. I mean, he's, he's the little guy that gets up and he'll go and those one-on-ones, he'll go up there and get them, those 50-50 balls. He can go get those over you. Yep. I mean, he's just a good athlete, period. I mean, he's not just fast, not a fast cat that's going to outrun you. That guy's a really good athlete, you can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the most unguardable player in the NFL right now. Yeah, I would say I'm still, I'm, that's, I'm still buying on him as the MVP. I think it's him and Travis Kelsey, and it's crazy that those two guys were on the same team at the same time. Like oh, yeah. nobody, can, nobody can guard those guys. Everybody knows no. the ball's going to Tyreek Hill. He still gets open. Everybody in Kansas City knows the ball's going to ta- Travis Kelsey. He still gets open. Right. It's, it's insane. But yeah, look, Tyreek Hill's off to a great start. I mean, he did a lot of talking this offseason. He about did. Becoming the first receiver to eclipse 2,000 yards. And well, he is one-tenth of the way there through 117th of the season. 11 catches, 215 yards, and three touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, that's the third time he's hit 215 yards in his NFL career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, he's not going to win MVP. Um, He might be the favorite for Offensive Player of the Year because that is usually the award given out to the best non-quarterback on the offensive side of the football. So he's got a damn good chance to win that one. But – I'm just I'm going to bank on a quarterback finding a way to win MVP because that's just always what happens. But man, if he keeps putting up numbers like that week in and week out, then he's uh, well, he's got a player of the year. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's if he goes on that. I mean, if he gets two thousand yards, if he gets close to it, he'll be the offensive player. But MVP, you're probably right. That's that's set for a quarterback. Some some quarterback has to have that. Yeah, and but it won't be Aaron Rodgers. No, <laughs> no, it won't be. Aaron Rodgers. How about this one? Real or overreaction? The Dallas Cowboys are the most complete team in the NFC. San Francisco still is to me. Okay. Week, after week one, I'm still saying San Francisco. And I and I expect the Dallas Cowboys, uh, I, I expect them to take full advantage of the Jets this week without Aaron Rodgers. Has been, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been a thorn in their sides for a lot of years. This kid playing quarterback this week is not going to be – he's not going to be a thorn in anybody's side on the Dallas Cowboys defense. They are going to destroy that offense of the Jets. This is one of those deals where their running back that looked pretty good is probably going to say, you know what, I'm feeling just a little pain in this knee again after that long run last week. I don't think it's I – don't, I don't think this week bowls good for, for what's going to happen to the Jets. I think they get slaughtered this week, mm-hmm. and I think they really have – they they will they will find out as you say we'll start thinking about who's going to be quarterback in the New York Jets. I, I I think this is a two to three turnover game for Zach Wilson because of this defense, how fast this defense is, and I I, I I'm going to find out just how smart this guy their offensive coordinator is because if they drop him back in the pocket to pass without moving him around, they're asking for a problem. They're just asking for a problem. Yeah, they're asking him to do something that against certain teams he may be able to do. But against this particular team with the speed, you can't set him up in a pocket like you do regular NFL quarterback. Not only is he not tall, but his mobility against this group, this group is going to be fast against any of the quarterbacks. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson. This defense of the Dallas Cowboys is going to be, end up being one of the best of all times coming up after this year. 
Wow. Yeah, just ask Daniel Jones uh, what's wow. it like to try to stand back there in the pocket against this Cowboys pass rush. And he's a mobile guy and can move and really does well in the pocket and feeling the pressure. He couldn't escape. He couldn't get out of he couldn't get out of his own way. And they all ran him down when he started to run. Guys just ran him down. So Zach Wilson is not going to get away from the Dallas Cowboys defense this week. Uh, they call Daniel Jones Vanilla Vic. He looked more like Vanilla Ice trying to play football. Oh, he did last week. Last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think the Cowboys are the most complete team in the NFC. Uh, I would still go San Francisco, and I'd still go Philadelphia. Like I, Those are the two favorites in the right. NFC. I think Dallas is a clear number three in that conference right now. And would it be the craziest thing if the Cowboys leaped over one of those two other teams? No, I don't think so. But I would still put the Cowboys behind those two, even though the Cowboys had the most impressive performance in week one. I mean, yeah, what San Francisco did in Pittsburgh was great. You know, Philly, nice road win in New England. Hell, AFC included. Nobody had a better week one performance than the Dallas Cowboys. And I just they, – they have to continue to get their run game. Pollard has to continue to be, you know, the inside type of runner that that we saw a little bit of down the goal line last week because that's where I do miss Zeke. Although, Zeke fumbled. Who wants him back? Oh, oh I didn't realize he fumbled in the game last Sunday. Yep. He, put, he coughed one up. He coughed one up early, too. It was one of his first touches. Man, yeah, tough. tough yeah, I think they have to. They, they have to con- continue, uh, BK, to get better in, in the run game for the for the Cowboys. Well, we got to see what this Cowboys offense is like. The Cowboys yeah. might have the best defense in the NFC, but their offense, like, they didn't have to do anything against no. the Giants. They were they, they, they could have stayed in the locker room. They could have stayed in the locker room. The defense scored enough to win the game. Yeah, so they, they were great. They were great, but Dak only threw for 143 yards. So. The Jets have one of the best defenses in all of football. Just ask Josh Allen, right? Like he he couldn't throw the ball to his own team on Monday night. Um, this Mike McCarthy offense, right? Kellen Moore's gone. Mike McCarthy has taken over the play calling. You know how do the Cowboys off? Uh, how does the Cowboys offense look against a great elite Jets defense? With two weekend? really legit cornerbacks, too. Yep, that's uh, we're going to learn a lot about this Dallas offense this weekend. I think. Yeah, for sure. One of the best defenses in the NFL. But I expect their defense to score. Yeah, they to might. Be a, or give you the ball where you can score, or score field goals. I mean, it's I don't like scoring field goals, but I think this defense of the Cowboys against Zach Wilson will give them opportunities to score touchdowns. But you you need to be scoring. Field, I mean, you need to score. You sure. know. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that's going to happen. But I, I don't expect Dak Prescott to be giving it to the. I don't care how good the Jets are. I don't expect him to be the turnover guy this week against as good as the Jets are. It needs to be Zach Wilson who's turning the ball over, not Dak Prescott. Absolutely. All right, a couple of more real or overreaction questions following week one of the NFL season. Real or overreaction, Buck? The Detroit Lions are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. They can win the North. Just say that. Let's just not go any further than that. Yes, they can beat my Vikings. They'll... They can end up – they're not going to the Super Bowl. Kneecap biters aren't going anywhere. No. You're not they're buying nice in team. after that big win in Kansas City? No. Kansas City is so good. I mean, you know, that's a group that can win two or three here and there, and you wonder, how did that happen? What, what happened to them? And they still end up getting in the playoffs. They end up in Super Bowls with the quarterback. I mean, I think a lot of people thought that Detroit was going to win that, that opener. You know, I, I really do. I think there were more people that understood that Detroit was good enough. But for the long haul, Kansas City's in it for the long haul. 
with their coach and their quarterback. I don't know if this group can be in it for the long haul. I think if they get on one of those streaks where they lose two in a row, BK, that two could end up being four. You know, Kansas City not losing four games at any given time as long as that quarterback's there. No, I'm not asking you about the Chiefs. I'm asking you about the Lions. I think everybody is believing in the Chiefs to bounce back and be I, good. No, I don't. I, I, it's overreaction. I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I still think the uh, the three other NFC teams that we talked about with Philly, with San Fran, and with Dallas, right. I think all those teams are a step above Detroit. But, hey, a very impressive win for them. They play the Seahawks, who are coming off of an embarrassing loss to the Rams. Right. Uh, we'll see how the Lions fare against Seattle. But, uh, yeah, big-time performance by them to open up the year. Finally, real or overreaction, Buck? Jordan Love is the answer in green. Hey. I know you hate that, but he looked pretty good. I'm going to say for right now he is the answer, and he can get them in the playoffs. I know you hate every bit of that thought. But, yes, oh, yeah. yeah, he looks like a, a guy who's been sitting back and learning. You know, he's got a better chance than Trey Lance. So, yeah, I like Drew. I like the way I, what I saw from him last week. I mean, he's kind of in tune to those young receivers. He's a young dude. I thought they looked good. 15 of 27, 245 yards for Jordan Love. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was also 8 of 10 on third or fourth down on yes. Sunday. So he came up clutch in a couple of big spots for the Packers in that one. But who did they play some- against, Buck? I know a lot of Cowboys fans would probably make the switch right now. What? Between that dude and Dak, probably thinking, man, oh my God. That dude. No, come on not now. A Cowboys fan, if you're trading Dak. That's what I want to hear, BK. That's exactly what I want to hear from you. Dude, oh my God. I would I would go up and murder Jerry Jones myself if he made that <laughs> trade. And I don't murder think I'd be YouTube. first. Because I'd have to I'd have to be driving from Austin to go get to him. Somebody in Dallas would uh, would off that dude if he made that type of trade. Come on, who do on, they have man. this week? Who do they who do they get to maul on this week? The Packers. Yes. Oh, I'll look it up. Not the Bears. Now that's why Jordan Love looks good. You or I could play qu- quarterback against the Bears. They suck. Yeah, the Packers Bears play suck. in in Atlanta this Sunday. Good football game. Yeah. Good to see this Atlanta run game with B. John Robinson and the other kid can, can BYU can still keep keep it going week number two. You know they're not going to stop trying. Arthur Smith is never going to be the guy that says, I wish we would have stuck with the run. Like Sark says, if we would have just maybe stuck with the run, we could have kept, we could have done a little bit better. This dude is going to stick with the run because he's not having Ritter, Critter Ritter, sit, stand back in the pocket and throw it to the other critters. He's not going to do that. No. Quinn Ewers might be better than Desmond Ritter right now, uh, honestly. Like I, you know, R- Ritter did not look great against Carolina in week one. The Falcons got the win, but you're right. It was Bijan and it was Tyler Algier uh, carrying the load for the Falcons in their season-opening victory. By the way, Algier doesn't make a lot of cuts, but when he makes one cut and he plants his foot and goes, he carries people with him. He is a load. I know Bijan Robinson can, can, can take people with him, but this dude – I mean, he's already been in the league for a year. He is a thumper now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Algiers a good player, and uh, so is Bijan. That's that's a dangerous group back there. It really is. If they had a quarterback, then they they could make some noise this year. Hell, that division is so bad, right? The NFC South sucks. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were picking the Falcons to win that and make the playoffs this year. 
but you know, without without a proven quarterback, and maybe Ritter figures it out, but God, he didn't look like a franchise guy in no. week one. It's hard to imagine Atlanta going that far. All right, there are your five real or overreaction questions following the opening weekend of the NFL season. Buck, before we close out with some Texas Longhorn conversation, uh, oh, you're 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 done with your reads today. I got to do something. Oh, done, brother. I got to talk about my favorite beer in the history yes, of the known universe. That's Altstad beer. Love these dudes. I'm actually hanging out with a couple of the Altstad guys tomorrow, working on getting some remote broadcasts put yeah. together. Not just for this show, but for a couple of different shows here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Uh, Altstad, this stuff is liquid gold, man. I love drinking Altstad beer. It's all over the place, too. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you get your six-packs, you can find Sixers of Altstad. And uh, also at your favorite bars and restaurants all throughout the state of Texas, but especially in Central Texas, you can find Altstad just about everywhere. This stuff is growing like crazy, but with damn good reason. It is a damn good award-winning beer. If you haven't tried it yet, you're probably tired of hearing me talk about it. Go get you some. If you have tried it, you know exactly what I am talking about. It is the official beer of Texas Sports Unfiltered. It's the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's Altstadt beer. No impurities. No regrets. And also, some love to Woods Comfort Systems. Buck, of course, you've got the Woods Comfort System AC unit at your place. These guys have been around for 60 years. They're the best at what they do. The highest quality HVAC and plumbing services yes. that you can find all throughout Central Texas. Just give them a call, man. They want you and your family to be comfortable in your home 24-7, 365. They can take care of any HVAC or plumbing issues you have. 512-842-5066 or check them out online at woodscomfortsystems.com. Get that warranty that goes along with it so they can come out there once a year and make sure all your stuff's ready. So when I start to forecast when winter is going to get here, that you're prepared, that your heating system, that you've got all the filters that you need to get them all cleaned and ready to go. But don't worry right now. Just just I'll, I'll let you know when winter is about to hit so you can get to, to Woods Comfort uh, Systems and they'll get everything all hooked up for you for sure. Yeah, Love I'm, it. Letting, I'm letting you know right now winter is uh, going to happen on December 21st. Who did, I mean, who, who made that up? Was it the same guy, the captain of the plane that they made the captain instead of just the pilot? Hey, yeah, captain, right. yo, captain, who made you captain? You're a pilot. I believe it was some Ting Wong who. Uh, <laughs> we who too low? Is that he, what you're saying? Holy fuck. <laughs> can't, we can't. Come on, man. Hey. I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Next time I go on a flight, which won't be on Delta Airlines. Next time I get on a flight, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the I'm gonna ask the captain. I'm gonna say, by the way, who made you captain? You're yeah. a pilot. What is that dude right there or that dude s? What is she? What did you make dude her the s. lieutenant? Who gave you the ability to make her lieutenant? Oh, oh a, she's a woman. She can't be a lieutenant. I'm not saying. No, I'm just saying. I'm gonna say who 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 gave the authority to make her co? Yeah, co-pilot is cool. That's okay. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Because it's a woman. She can be the no, co, but she no, can't. No, dude be the... can be co pilot. He can't be co captain. Nobody said that that dude could be the captain of the plane. Who gave him the right to be the captain? Let me was ask he you. In this. The military? Is he a military man or is he just a guy who learned how to fly commercial flights? Who Probably made you the that. captain? Who says you could be captain? You're a pilot. 
And you over there, you're the co-pilot. You're not the co-captain. You're the co-pilot. Let me ask and you, you this. Dudes, and you dudes that are on flight serving people, you're the man servant. Okay? That's how that goes. <laughs> That's how that works. Wait, what are the what are the female flight attendants then? They're attendants. They're flight attendants. Okay. But the guys are man servants. Oh my God. <laughs> That's how that let works. Me, let me ask you this. The male pilots are pilots? Yes, they're just pilots. And female pilots don't exist. That's what you're saying. Yes. Oh, they, they got to be co-pilots. They can't, they can't be pilots. No, they can't be co-captains. No, you're not the co-captain. You're just a co-pilot. And uh, the captain is just a pilot. He's not a captain pilot. He's just a pilot. I don't know who started giving out wings for, the, for commercial flights. Who started that? Delta? Was it Delta Airlines that started that? Probably. Oh, probably. Yeah, they've started a lot of shit over yes, the last few weeks. Yes, they have. Oh, man. When are we going to get a sponsorship from Delta? That's what I want. That's what I'm trying to figure out. After, Never? You're, the, you're the spokesperson. You're supposed to be on this. Just take care of my wife when she goes to Israel, please. Please take care of her on that journey. Don't, don't, I don't want her to end up in Pakistan. <laughs> or kumbaya stand i don't don't do it just get her to her destination you better that would hope. Be, for, for the sake of the animals around here we can't be losing her you better you hope know? no one downs taco bell right before that flight <laughs> oh, God. otherwise she could be in trouble i need to find that out i need for a pilot to tell me i need to talk to my man gene who's a, a pilot yeah to, love gene. Need, yeah nobody i remember i never call him captain gene does He's he call himself the captain huh does he call himself the captain? I wonder if he does. I'm going to find all this out. I'll have an answer for you all tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to ask Gene. He flies for FedEx. He flies those big ones. He, If anybody should be a captain, he should be. But I guarantee oh, they don't run around calling, hey, FedEx captain. I bet you they just call him pilot and uh, co-pilot and manservant and flight attendant. They don't call anybody manservant, dude. A dude on a plane that serves food is not a manservant. You add, ask one of them that next time you fly. No, because I want my peanuts. I want them nuts. Yeah, yeah, you'll get some nuts in your face. <laughs> Probably what you'll get if you start calling this dude manservant. <laughs> uh, hey, you want to you end with a light story, Buck? What's that? Something good happened out there? Yeah, how about this? How about some sodomy? You a fan of that? No, not no, at all. No. How, uh, how bad... Is Alabama down after their loss to Texas? I'll answer that. Antonio Ross, a walk-on for the Alabama football team, was arrested on a charge of second-degree sodomy with a juvenile female. What a 19-year-old receiver. He was arrested Monday after the loss to Texas. He was released on Monday on $50,000 bond, but uh, Alabama has cut ties with the walk-on receiver. They released a statement saying, Tony Ross is no longer part of the program and has been removed from campus. That is so sad. That is sad for, for his family. It's sad for the young lady. It's sad for the University of Alabama. He can head to jail. How old, how old is he? Is he old enough to go to jail? Yeah, he's uh, 19. Okay, in jail you go. Under the jail you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a uh, rough week for Alabama football, and obviously that uh, that made it a little bit rougher. But a uh, horrible, horrible story Absolutely. from Tuscaloosa. Did you see? Um, oh, there was a five star committed to Alabama 
who right after the game, I literally think on Sunday, he basically announced to the world that he's about to take an official visit to Texas. Did you nice. see that? Now, now we're starting the destruction. That's what we're needing right there. Yep. Hey, and don't worry, texters. We will get Wyoming for you this week. We haven't yeah. forgot you, Coach McGuire. We'll do what you couldn't get done. We'll, well get it done. That's the best part besides all the rest of it about Texas's win over Alabama. Like, I, I, I saw development, Buck. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's, it's everywhere on this yeah. football team. All the things that we're trying to figure out, what can they improve on? But what, what you did see is development. You saw guys that in the heat of battle can get things done. You know, you saw guys that didn't fold. You saw guys that continued to do their job. And, you know, yeah, they can still get a little bit better. I, like I said, when that run game comes, they have to, they have to devote themselves that we're not going to let Wyoming be the team to stop us from doing what we want to do in the run game. And no, we're not going to beat our heads against the wall because the important thing for Sark to do, once again, is to win the football game, no matter how you win it. But this is the week to say, you know what? We are going to run against you, Wyoming. We know that you're a pretty good team in the run game, but we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out, and we're going to get our offensive line and our runners, and we're going to, we're going to get more than two yards a clip against you. It's just yeah. going to happen. It's just the time. You don't have any more weeks to do it because, as I said, as good as Wyoming is on defense, BK – the teams in the Big 12 from that point on, with the exception of maybe Baylor, I mean, <laughs> Tech, I mean, you just got it. This is it. Your preseason is done now after this week. So, all the things that you really need to work on to go to a, play in a championship game, this is it. It starts after this week. It really yep. does. Now, big picture for everybody thinking about national championships, going to that game. Okay, that can start some other time, but that doesn't start this week. This is about getting to getting yourself prepared for Big 12 play and getting to a championship in the Big 12. Here's your last opportunity outside of your, your conference. So, I mean, this one don't mean anything. You still can win your conference championship. You can still have big things in front of you. But this is the one you get some of those little things that you didn't get done in the first two games, whether you're playing Rice or Houston, Rice or Alabama, Houston or Alabama. This is now the time to get it done, set for, for league play. So this is a big game. And this is a big mental game for the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I know people will say, no, we're going to stomp them. No, this is a game mentally where, as I said, all week long, people are going to tell you how great you are, but are you mature enough to go and handle that, what you did last week, and take it into play with you this week? Yeah, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian. These were his opening comments about Wyoming from his presser back on Monday. You got a really tough opponent. Um, you know, that, that challenged you a lot of ways. Coach Bowles, a tremendous coach. He's got a really veteran football team, a lot of fourth, fifth, and sixth-year seniors on their team. Um, as you know, we've touched on, really well-coached, hard-nosed team. They make things challenging on you because they execute really well on both sides of the ball as well as on special teams. So um, great challenge. Uh, you know, 2-0 team coming in here confidently. Um, but for us, like we talked about to the team, you know, that, that, that one game – isn't going to define our season last week. What we do moving forward, um, you know, I think championship teams continue to improve as the season goes on. And we've got goals and aspirations of, of being champions this year. We've got to continue to improve this week. And uh, that was the starting point here this morning. Awesome. Well said. Yep. Do you care if Texas covers the four touchdown spread this weekend? No, not really. No, I don't, I don't care. Win the football game. Okay. You don't yeah, care if it's – I mean, there's some things close. that – if, if you win by a field goal, you won the football game, but there's, there's probably going to be a lot that we'll be talking about on a Monday and a lot in post game and a lot to improve on. 
But guess what? You, you'll be three and oh, not two and one. You'll be three and oh if you win by a field goal, if you win by a touchdown, if you win late. That doesn't mean there's nothing to work on. You still got to go back to work the following week, right? But guess what yeah. you'll be? You'll be undefeated. You'll be undefeated. God, I, I should know this, and I'm sorry I don't, but when's the last time Texas has opened up a season 3-0? and It's been a long time, dude. Like I don't, I don't think you have to go all the way back to 2009, but it's, it's been a minute since yes, Texas has been 3-0 and slash undefeated through the non-conference slate. Somebody on the text line, 512-222-9328. Maybe you'll get it to you. Yeah, or on the YouTube comment line. Yeah, here we go, 2012. Thank you, Jake. 2012. So it's been more than 10 years since Texas started a season three and oh. That is God, that's so pathetic. Oh my God. Three and oh, that's it. I'm not talking about 10 and oh here. I'm not talking about seven and oh, eight and oh, three and oh. It's been 10 plus years. Hey, stay on the bright side, baby, crossing the road. Be careful with yourself. Me? I'll be out. Yeah, I'll be out there today. Six-year-old, seven-year-old. Don't cross in front of me oh, with that, that that's attitude. That's you're ending the show. You're sending a message to the kids that no, no. they need to watch out for you because your <laughs> ass ain't stopping. If you guys are in the street, you're getting run over by the buck in his Subaru today. <laughs> no, I'm going to be very careful today. I'm going to you know, I'm gonna take it upon myself to raise my age limit on that, who I go through. How's that sound? Oh, buck can't God. swerve, though. We're not doing swerving. And you squirrels. Out in the neighborhood, now that you've had your, your glass of water with the rain, don't be out in the middle of the street playing around. Are you are you too old to drive yet? No, no. And nobody needs to check my license. I'm you know, I'm I'm a licensed checker. At, at, I'm I'm saying at 75, we need to have some things where you go back, check the license out a little bit, maybe a retest. But no, I'm not there yet. I'm in Dude, my 60s. You need to be tested and checked today because you're talking about willingly running over six-year-old kids no 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 yeah. i'm, ch- I'm changing not, my you're attitude not swerving you're not forget hitting a tree you're not even moving the wheel a little bit to try to avoid the kid now if little johnny or little sally takes one step if they're in the bike lane your ass is veering over to run them over that's why what you're at saying. school they should be in school when i go out here at 10 <laughs> o'clock why that's are your they- punishment kids if you're not in school the buck is running you over there's your tip for kids that is horrible. That's a horrible tip. I'm That's different. What you said. I'm smiling. I'm feeling happy. You just need to watch out if you're out there playing street ball because it's rained a little bit and you're feeling good about this day. Because everybody's smiling today. We're all smiling. We've had rain. And where's that? Where's 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 my doctor? Where's Doc Trey at? He hasn't even jumped in here to thank me for the rain that we've had today. Not even a not even a thank you from that guy. I've had to get it from the text line, which I very much appreciate. Thank you very, very much. What is that? 512-222-9328. Yeah, I can't see that. That's a little small for me over there. But, yes, thank you, texters. I appreciate that. <laughs> Hold thank- on. Hold what? on. If what? you can't read that, then you can't be driving anymore. <laughs> what? I just had to bend over a little. That thing is – put that – get that out of the burnt orange and put that in some white so I can see that black lettering right there. Oh, Everything my. else is good. I can see all the other sponsors. Thank you very much. Yeah. Final shout out to a few more sponsors. 7-Eleven. I might give me a Slurpee today to celebrate the rain. Love those folks. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Celebrate the rain. Come on. There's one right by me. There's one right by everybody. Go say what's up to them and get you your snacks and your drinks. They've got you covered. You know that. And then last stand hats. Shout out to them. We're working on getting some gear. 
for not only us, but for you people as well. Thanks to our friends at Last Stand Hats. You don't have to wait, though. Go to laststandhats.com, get that badass Texas gear, and get ready for this weekend. Get ready for the rest of the season with our friends at laststandhats.com. Buck, what's for breakfast today? You going to get a big breakfast? Time to go to gyms today. Time to get <laughs> something into me. I'm, I'm at my lowest weight right now that I've been since I was in high school. So, oh. yes, I don't like and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm starting to get fragile looking. And over the last couple of days, I have not pounded down some junk. Time to get some junk in me, too, if I have to. Nope. But I can't be at this weight. I can't be low 150s. It's just, no, I need to be up there high one, 150s. You know, I, I need to. I need to be at Baker Mayfield's weight. That's what I need to be. Don't be pounding down any dude's junk today, please. <laughs> oh All right. We're done. I see the boys. Wags is back, which is great yeah. to see. Bucky, we'll bring these guys on. Bucky, great show today, my friend. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hook them. Hook them. Fellas, take it away.